In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart crude magazine alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Yeah. And that, that, uh, all those facilities are just like the doors are open or the doors are off or like, I think the doors over time have come open. Okay. <laughs> the hinges oh. have dilapidated and they, <laughs> yeah, no one's maintaining it. Yeah. Okay. Say that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got to be careful when you're walking around, of course, but sure. it's very different and you kind of spend most of your time looking around saying, well, what was this building in its previous life? You know? And then yeah. just, just crazy, crazy out that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like crazy how much money was spent and then it just was left. Yeah. And, and, and you could tell when they closed some of the places, like McDonald's, they just literally... There was a McDonald's up. there? There was a McDonald's there, yeah. No. So, yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, the tables, the chairs on top of the tables, they could be closing a restaurant for the last time and, you know, yet then you walk into some other facilities, which I'm guessing were more high security, nothing's there, you know. it's Yeah. Like the, everything's been pulled apart. They stripped that out. Yeah. Yeah. But you're walking through bulletproof glass to get into that part of the building. So you're like, right, something cool was in here. Uh-huh. You know, so. Some top secret maybe. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've always found that Wait just like that a wild, interesting, like, deal. And what a unique hunt that is too. It's a great hunt. You know, we've, we've, you know, as I said, the time, why did we go that late? Yeah. I mean, we've gone out there and we hunted and spent the first night there and we woke up and there was two feet of snow that fell the night before. Three feet? Yeah. Just, just right in front of us. Oh and my God. So you open up the garage door and you got like three feet of snow. And of course, you know, you've got five guys that are keen to go hunting. So no matter what, they oh, want to go yeah. out there and just hit it. Yeah. yeah. And nobody brought snowshoes. No. Well, one person <laughs> did. Oh, okay. Was smart. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and he asked everybody, he said, do you want to bring your snowshoes? And we're like, oh, I don't want to pack all this gear, yeah, you know? Man, and then. Why would you do that? Yeah. yeah next time we're, we brought them. So, yeah. Damn, that's funny. Yeah, Brooke, have you ever been out there with them? I have not. I'm very envious, though. You hear all the stories. I hear you the get stories. the inreach, get the inreach updates, or I do. do you get cell phone out there? No. Okay. Um, yes, yeah. you, you do. Yes and no. There's like one cell phone tower. So like, okay. if you're inside of that cell phone tower, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so then, you can once in a while get like a text out or a call or something. But you like three G, you know? Like oh, it's 3G. Okay. very spotty. Yeah. You're not checking the Insta? No, not at all. <laughs> no. no, no, like live from the scene Instagram updates no. over there? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lots of pictures. Yeah. What is the, do you know the mileage of it? If for people that are listening, we're talking about ADAC. Correct, yeah. Yeah, yep. ADAC caribou hunt. I don't know the mileage of the island. It's a, I mean, you can, it's a good question. Maybe we should look it up. Yeah, we yeah got, I'm uh, working on it. We got to be on that, on that. So this will be your second or third time you're going? This will be uh third time going out that way okay yeah. okay and you've been successful once being successful all times just depends on how successful we were yeah okay got mm. it got it got yeah. it yeah yeah we go at the group of killers uh <laughs> all right so, and then you you of course you're going based on the Alaska Airlines flight too so I think it flies on Saturdays and Thursdays and so you can either go Thursday and leave on a Saturday, which is too short really for a hunt mm. by the time you get yourself in there. So most people do a week to a week. Got it. And then, you know, you can go out Hopefully. There hopefully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, exactly. With weather, weather, weather permitting, weather right? hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And then you're out there and you're, you're you know, it's the first day, second day, third day. You're like super keen. We're going to come across an animal. And then, you know, by the fourth day, you're like, right, if we take an animal down, we've got to process it, quarter it, get it out of here. And yeah, get ready your, for that. Flight. Your window narrows down, yeah. so you get a little antsy yep. by the fourth day. Um, yep. 
you know, and, and uh, yeah. Now, I've, I've heard that when you go there, you are renting um, ATVs from locals. Is that true? Or, or can you, you said it snowed. Yeah, there's a number of options. Like you can course through the whole charter on a boat and the boat you know takes you around the whole island and drops okay. you off and oh. you know there's a chef cooking food for you and all that kind that's of stuff that's gotta be like the best option i bet if you can afford it yeah well that's yeah, what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, comes with a, it comes with a price yes. yeah yeah uh, we, we we prefer the mileage tickets out there and yeah. the uh Aleutian island outfitter was somebody who's living in an old probably old uh, officer housing and, mm-hmm. you know it's, as the place is over time broken down, you know, you just go from one house to another house to another oh, house. and whichever is standing the best. Yes. And <laughs> and then they, and you can tell, like, when a, a fridge goes down, they don't order a new fridge from Anchorage. They just go to the house next door and pull it and put it in there, you know. It's just, <laughs> pull so. parts from that. Yeah. Get that one going. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, you got you know, you got locals that were probably there in its heyday and saw it. And, you know, now it's obviously um, done by the Aleutian Corp, I think, is who runs it now. Um, so there's, you know, various providers and you're running on ATVs that are, you know, or, or their personal trucks, but they've been out there for a while. So, mm. yep. But it's just fun. So I got a fact. Max length, 29.83 miles. Sounds right. Width, 21.7 miles. Uh, square mileage, 274.6. Mm-hmm. Pretty big. Yep. I mean, it's not it, huge, but. Yeah. Is it in one side is the mountainous and the rest is kind of like tundra No, it's all, it's a uh, volcano mountain uh probably a range peak and then it flattens out into a into a a caribou area which is a preserve um oh yeah which is pretty tough to gain access to you got to go through a portage to get to it and you know typically by that time hopefully you found a caribou because you'll be hauling meat out you know five miles at that point oh man that's gnarly that's that's not easy walking in that that like tussock tundra you like stuff right but you can gain some elevation pretty quickly and kind of okay. ride the ridge lines i'll get on the hard top oh, okay yeah. that's yeah. how you want to do it yeah yeah well uh welcome to alaska wild project episode 82 today we have craig and brooke pester yep. from uh total truck and alaska overlander thank you guys both for coming in thank you for having us yeah, thanks for having us yeah, yeah. man long awaited yes long awaited yeah, we've been is working correct. on this we have yeah we love, well, you, we love your content we love the podcast and it's just as we were saying it's so unique and to have an alaskan focused content and alaskan mm. people talking about what makes alaskan unique you know alaska is a beautiful place but the personalities kind of make what the state mm, is all about and, well said man and so seeing you know some of the personalities you have on here and some of those stories it's really kind of cool to kind of hear that so yeah, thank, yeah. You. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Those kind words. Um, I was just thinking, you guys get your fair share of uh, characters and personalities coming through the door, right? We do. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Through Alaska Overlander, we have mm-hmm. you know, people that are really finding that unique experience when they come mm-hmm. up here. They don't want to do the cruise experience where they, yeah, you yep. know, shuttled from the cruise ship to a bus to you know their hotel an to art, a, an art gallery or a tour shop or whatever yeah you know the ones that we will pass when we're driving to our fishing spots you know yeah. and, and you're like you're not really truly seeing the true alaska that we appreciate as alaskans you know and that's kind of what we were trying to do with alaska overlander was give people that experience where they can go out there and see some of the places that alaskans like to go to you know yeah. uh, not as secret hidey holes of course but sure you know uh, going to see Dalton, Dalton, going to the Denali Highway, going to see Kennecott, going out there mm-hmm. to Chicken, to Dawson City, and all these places that, you know, is is 
the cool part or what I love about Alaska. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that's really cool about the Alaska Overlander thing is you are encouraging people to go to these roads and go to these highways mm -hmm. where if you go get a rental car from one of the rental car companies, they're like, do not go to this yeah. place because yeah. you will be liable. Like kind of when you go to Hawaii, you're not supposed to drive to the backside of, of uh, Maui or whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know, and you yeah. do, you yeah. know, and you're not supposed to, yeah. but you guys are actually encouraging people to go deeper. And as you have these big tour companies, I feel like, it's still a beautiful way to see Alaska. Don't get me wrong. It's still wonderful. It is, it is a unique experience no matter how you do it. But I feel that is just barely scraping the surface of what you can actually do when you come visit Alaska. And by offering the, the tools that you, which they are, they're tools to mm -hmm. come in with those vehicles set up like that. You're actually letting people like dig deep into there and actually make their own way which i always tell like tourists i involve i see a lot of tourists and i say next time you come i know you're on this big guided tour and yeah. you got to go on this bus to denali and then you're going on the cruise ship to blah 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 yeah like next time you come yeah go get a truck even a motorhome gets you a little <laughs> bit deeper and a little bit more than that and you guys are even taking it to like the next level 100%. which is which is awesome yeah. yeah, and we want to give them capable rigs so they can feel confident while they're out there that they're going to be able to, you know, explore that and do that experience. And we spend the time with them when they come in to show them how to work everything in the rig and get them familiar with it rather than, you know, here's a video to watch. Mm -hmm. We go, we spend an hour with them or more if they need it. Hands on. Going through everything, mm -hmm. making sure that they're operating the equipment, that they know how to use it. Yeah. Give them that confidence. And she's, she's been humble too as well. Like, I mean, the book and experience from that first initial question of, hey, where should I go? What should I do? Brooke helps with the booking and the planning and, mm. and, and spots to go to and route planning. Any kind of questions on where should I do? What should I do? That's happening like an hour for next year. Oh, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. As part of the yeah. booking process. And yeah. mm -hmm. so by the time we meet them, we pretty much know a lot about them already and where the trip's going to go. And and then, again, it's making them feel comfortable with the rigs. And you know, back to the, the build process, we, we did these in a way that we wanted – to build it for these roads. So mm -hmm. we selected the tires, we selected the suspension, we purposely found an insurance company that would support us mm. in regards oh. to going out to these roads. Cause didn't most think of about that. Yeah. yeah Cause there's not, the part. Yeah. not all <laughs> carriers are willing to put, <laughs> Hell, what do you, cause there's do? a lot of risk yeah. There. there. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. And we just had yeah. to make sure that, and then also too, we want to make sure that people are going out there and, and not having challenges is kind of part of the package that we want to give them. We want them to go out there and be confident and be comfortable and have fun, have fun. And mm -hmm. like, so we overbuild the rigs and, and do it in a way that we just know that there's not going to be any challenges when they're out there. Well, yeah, if someone runs into a challenge and they have a breakdown and you're on the Denali highway, they don't maybe have an in-reach. They can't get a hold of nobody. Mm -hmm. They have to get towed out. Like the last thing they're going to do is be like, yeah, check out Alaska Overlander. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they're, they're not going to, they're not going to talk about it. And, and this day and age, it seems like word of mouth and grassroots of growing a, a company is like the way to go. You get a bad review on whether it be Yelp or Google or something like that. That's, that's really bad. Like people look at that. Like I know that when I go look at any company or whatever, I don't want to see the five star. I want to see like what what was the bad experience that people had on that, mm -hmm. and and by providing these vehicles that are not going to break down, the knowledge of that you guys give them to be prepared if something does happen. Yeah, 
and how to work everything. It just gives people the confidence, like you said, to to go a little further than they might have. Yeah. yeah. And we and we love the state. We've got a passion for the state. So the fact that they can go around and have this epic journey around Alaska and then we hear about on the back end of it of all the places they've seen and what they've done and, you know, the fact that that they never would have thought of doing this something beforehand and then as a result of nervous maybe going into their trip and then yeah. on the back end of it like, this is awesome, I'm going to do this when I get home, this is exactly what I'm going to do going forward. That's what yeah. we get. Yeah. It's that, inspiring, that. huh? We yeah. had one guest um, earlier on in the season, and she told us later that she had only camped once before, somewhere back in the Midwest, where she was, you know, within an hour of, you know, civilization, so, yeah. and where they could get things. And so she was pretty nervous. We kind of picked up on that when we did the orientation. She was pretty nervous. And then when she came back, she was just gushing. And she said, and she left it in our review, too, she said, I didn't know I could feel so at home out camping. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's like the biggest perfect. compliment to me that she felt that comfortable and confident to be able to do that experience. And they had an awesome time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost had to feel like anybody can do it, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you don't necessarily have to put it up a tent or shift it a car in four-wheel drive. <laughs> like, you know, they've got the knowledgeable folks like yourself to kind of coach them through the process and yeah. build the confidence uh, foundation for them and walk them through. And I'm sure they can call you from the field too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We give them Anytime. our cell phone number. Yep. Yep. So there's a full connection from the booking aspect, um, the arrival, the meeting, the preparation and um, uh, tutorial. Mm-hmm. And then even through the process, right. They yeah. can yeah. contact you. Absolutely. So. And then we look forward to seeing them at the end and hearing oh, of their adventures and the stories. We've heard some pretty cool stories. Oh, I bet, sure. I bet, I bet. And the pictures too, you know, the you pictures, see where they've yeah. been oh, and man. what they've done and, and the experience that they've had. You're like, all right, that's a, what you did is exactly why we built the rigs for. And it's just definitely <laughs> that full circle of, you know, yeah. good. So, yeah, well, I want to backtrack great. a little bit. And um, first of all, for everyone that's noticed, that's not an Alaskan accent. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where's the accent from? So I'm from New Zealand originally. So okay. from the South Island Christchurch. Yeah. All right. But I moved here in 2000, uh, 2001. 2001. Yep. Made the mistake of meeting this lovely, beautiful lady in New Zealand. Uh, and she dragged me over here kicking and screaming and, uh, <laughs> instead of give it two years at the most. And here I am 20 years later. You know? So it was your idea to come here. I'm from here. Oh, you're from here. Yeah, okay, you met in, him there. Yeah, I grew up in Cordova. Okay, okay. Oh, that's way cool. Yep. Yeah, so. That's right. so you're there on vacation or something, or how'd that work? So after college, I didn't want to get a real job. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All my friends I, No were, one still wants a yeah, real job, just exactly. so you know. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, all my friends were, you know, comparing all these cool places that they were going to work and all these, you know, jobs. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go travel while I can, while I'm, you know, Good not call. tied down for things. So I saw an ad in a student magazine for work visas for New Zealand and Australia. My family has some kind of distant connections to New Zealand and Australia. We had some family um, emigrate to the U.S. through um, Australia. <coughs> and a branch of the family lived in New Zealand, so it always kind of had piqued my interest. So... Uh, the summer after I graduated from college, I went to New Zealand, and pretty quickly, probably about three weeks after I got into the country, I met Sorry. Craig. <laughs> he offered to be my tour guide. Oh, oh that's a okay. sly move, yeah. Craig. <laughs> yeah, mistake, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right on, man. So it, it, it kind of just took, took off like that. I yeah. mean, as yeah. far as uh, how long were you in New Zealand before you guys decided to come stateside? 
We were in New Zealand for about four months, mm-hmm. and then I had a visa for Australia. Mm-hmm. And New Zealanders can have automatic entry into Australia for working and living. So he said, well, I'll come join you over in Australia. So we lived in Australia for just over a year. And then we went back to New Zealand for a couple of months while he was sorting out visas. And then mm. we came here in August mm-hmm. of 2001. Yep. And I know that New Zealand and Australia are traditional, really big into like overland and stuff, right? Big into that. Yeah, that's in South Africa too as well. Kind of those yes. areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So yeah. before you decided to come to Alaska and obviously fell in love and stayed. Yeah. As everyone does, um, <laughs> what were you? What were you doing there? How, were you a young man still? Like I was, I still view myself as a young man. Yeah, so I came as in hospitality and tourism. So I was young and just fresh out of university, and just wanted to kind of uh, uh, do the whole travel world. That was really a big motivation. Okay. and then being together, so I came over here. Actually, Alaska Resort hired me. Um, they sponsored me to come over here. And then that was like a month or so before September 11th. So, you know, mm. I got to see... You said Alaska Resort? Alaska Resort. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm. And then... Were you to be like a ski? No, I was just working in, in hospitality. And so oh, in hospitality, for okay. for a J-1 visa for 18 months. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just working at the hotel there? Just working Alaskans at the hotel. Alaskans love oh, the J-1. Perfect. Yeah, they yeah. do. So I was one of those J-1s. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. Came over here and I just worked in pretty much every single job. They kind of had this real formal program for me when I first got here. But then September 11th happened. And, you know, and candidly, you know, the whole tourism industry went through a huge upheaval during that time. Mm-hmm. And they kept through the commitment and helped me out as much as they could do during that time. And, and uh as a result, I worked pretty much in anywhere where they put me. So I was working night ordered, I was working front desk, I was working wherever they needed me to work. I was wanting to do what it do what it took, mm-hmm. and it was a side benefit. I could ski during the day. It was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet. So, How many yeah. days did you do that first year? Sixty days in that first season. Yeah, I just skied as often as I could, even oh, though yeah. I was going out for you know half a day. It was, sure, did it every time you could put boots on, you went. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. And it was still affordable then. That's when I used to snowboard and stuff yeah. back in those days. Now well, and there was good snow back then. It was. Yeah. I mean, consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like you would get like snow every couple of days or yeah. you know, you could get fresh. You probably got some good powder days in those 60 days, I bet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that leads me to wonder that with all this rain if that's going to lead to a ton of snow. I sure hope so. I me do too. too. Yeah, me too. It's it's been a good year. Last year was a good season, so we're hoping this year we'll be going to. Yeah. Yeah. So then you, you're working, and then are you in Cordova, or are you... No, I was working in Anchorage. Okay. I was working for Era Aviation in okay. the sales department. All right, mm. rest in peace, Era. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're sad. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Are they Raven now? Ra- Raven. Raven. Raven, yeah. Raven. Yeah. yeah, they're kind of, they're coming back. That's what I heard. Yeah. 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 They're Flying hanging to Asia in there. too as well, right? They fly to Asia? To. That's they're, what they're doing they're in Northern to, Pacific Airlines or something. They're going to announce, a, they've got... I think three seven fifty sevens that they're going to be flying. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, I didn't know that. Out of the old terminal, old international terminal. Yeah. Oh, oh I just I flew cool. Raven to go to the hockey tournament in uh, Homer. Yeah, I used to fly him while Era back in the day, and Raven to Kenai and yep. Fairbanks and yeah. Kodiak they were, and they all were that. Fun. It was oh fun man, to work for them. It was the yeah. coolest thing, like doing quick day trips and flying, yeah. like just hopping over to Kenai yeah. or hopping down to Kodiak for the day yep. for work, and it was so easy, Eric, man. Yeah. Great well, customer service. Man, it was a great yeah. time. No TSA. I, I personally <laughs> had amazing experiences with ERA. Were you yeah. still smoking on the airplane then? 
Mm. No. So they had the big cookies, though. <laughs> they had the big cookies. Oh, the big cookies. Yeah. Oh, the oh, big yeah. cookies. Yeah. I remember on the longer ones, every once in a while, you got a beer, too, if I remember right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know like one Alaskan of my Amber. of era was that she would fly down to her hometown in Cordova. And so, you know, it's they're rushing because they're always hustling to get to the next place. And then I always loved it because a flight attendant would be sitting there standing. I guess he gets all flight attendant, right? Flight attendant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you're still allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, what can't you? Stewardess is not. That's not in. Yeah, that's. You not can't okay say it anymore. anymore. It's not okay. That's anymore. not okay. Oh. Sorry, flight attendant. <laughs> but I used to love it too because it was like a couple of cool stories going to Cordova. My first one was, you know, that they, they're doing the safety spiel and the plane's taxiing, right? And they're, yeah, and they're, they're bouncing around, around bouncing around. They're doing the Dash safety eight. spiel. You know, the phone's banging. They're hitting the thing and they're doing the spiel and then they sit down. The plane takes off. You know, it was. Yep. Just, that was kind of always my favorite memories out of Cordova. And, and another one was like, literally flying from Anchorage to Cordova. And the, the pilot's like talking over. He's like, hey, guys, I'm really sorry. You know, it's really, really cloudy here. Uh, I don't know if we can get in. Oh, there's a hole. And, the <laughs> <laughs> and we're down. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah exactly. we were. It was like Disregard the, that. <laughs> Stop talking. And the plane just kind of pitched down and went through and found the hole. And then we landed. So... <laughs> And anyone listening that has never been on any of these flights that will take you into these other little towns, it is hairball and scary. Yeah. It can be. Can it's be. bumpy. Most yeah. of the time yeah. it is. Like, yeah. for people that are afraid of flying, yeah. Yeah, not that I'm afraid, but my wife is like, I would never, ever fly to Cordova or Juneau or any of these places because she's just like, I've heard all the stories. It's you just know? the landing and the taking off. Yeah. Usually. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. The two most important parts. <laughs> Those are usually <laughs> the crash. Yeah. Get a little, you might get a little sweaty palms going yeah. on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But then it was like, you know, flying on Euro days and then early Alaska Airlines days. And then, yeah. you know, then you're flying. And I used to, in my last job, so I flew a lot. And then, oh, yeah. you know, so you're sitting there and the plane's bumping around and people looking at you like, this is crazy. I'm like, eh, this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time. You don't want to see crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 in the middle of January. Yeah, it's yeah. a little different. Yeah, I'm like, he's not overflying the plane. He's fine. He's just going with the bumps. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, I wanted to ask you what it was like growing up in Cordova. It was cool. Oh, yeah. Cordova's a great town. Really great community. Really supportive. Um the um the sports teams were a little limited um so i always felt basketball wrestling it was yeah it was basketball right exactly yep you got it all indoor yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about the weather and the whole town shows up right exactly yeah but yeah it was great great experience um uh, going family. back there. My parents still live there. Oh. Um, so we try to go back every summer. We've started going where we send each of the kids down for a week. So they get a oh. week by themselves with their grandparents and get oh, to have their idea. own experience. Yeah. And that's been really fun. We've done that for about three years now. Yeah. And they get some experience flying alone on the plane, which yeah. is super cool. And they get a break from each other. Yes. Exactly. Which is huge, And the dynamic right? for us at home changes, <laughs> oh, which yeah. is really cool. Right. Taking yeah. one Break out. up the twins. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. funny. So the twins yeah. now are how old did you guys say? Eleven. Yep. Eleven, and there's another one, n- another. Cleaner. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> chief cleaner. Yep. The mm-hmm. chief cleaner. Yeah. Oh, the cleaning up the chief vehicles when they come in. Rigs, yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. I'm trying to train my kids how to cut onions, and they're not. Down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just over here crying. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, I don't know how to. What's do the punishment in my home? You know. Yeah. yeah. That's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> that's fifty that pounds. <laughs> you better listen. <laughs> Well, it gives him that buy-in right from the start, and it's 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 awesome to see how he's grown to as well in the role. Yeah. And he's just, I mean, it's 
he has his own schedule. He creates his own timeline. The detail that he's gone to from where he was at the start of the season to now, he just manages it himself. Yeah. Own, sense of ownership too as well. And the appreciation for the money that he's earning too as well. So Yeah, that's know, important. Yeah, he's he's saving for his first car already. No, okay, that leads me to my question. Does he want yeah. like a little fast car instead of like a modded out truck? He would buy you a Toyota and a heartbeat. Okay. Oh, that's okay. what he's going All for. All right. Yeah. Good boy. Like Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's already talking about what kind of rooftop tent he wants to put on it. Oh, yeah. Why don't you okay. save up for the car first? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he buys the tent first and ready for the truck. Yeah. <laughs> I can afford the tent now. Yeah. yeah. Like, I used to, like I would buy like uh, air fresheners before I was 16. I would just have an air freshener. I'd have yeah. a sticker ready to go on the window. Just like, that's awesome. Waiting for the truck. <laughs> You got the mats. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's ready, man. The mental picture and everything ready to go. Yeah. So he's embraced uh, helping with the business then. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, some kids are like, mom and dad do this, but like, I'm not into it. Mm-hmm. And some parents are like, no, nah, you're doing it. And then some parents are like, cool, you don't, you're not into it. That's fine. But it's, it's pretty rad. He actually yeah. wants to... You know, get into it, and he's obviously he's learning about the products if he's cleaning the rigs, right? 100%, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's he's more critical of his work work than what we are. So yeah, yeah, and he's uh, as I said over the time, he's just learned it and done a really good job with it, and real sense of pride too as well, which is good good to see. Well, and in the reviews that I've looked at too, I yeah. mean, folks have commented on the cleanliness of the rigs. Yeah. So he's doing it right. Yeah. Like he's yeah. getting all the dirt and all the nooks and, yep. and all well, that. What's he doing this Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's got about nine cars clean. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <Yep. laughs> yes. He's got start, a backlog. Yeah, start, he's got a start backlog. With, starting with ADAC or what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <ADAC> first. <laughs> yeah. No, he's just in the, the cleaning chemicals and just the whole process. He's, he's got a dialed in. He's doing really good. He's already talked about what kind of kid he's going to have in his own car to keep it clean. Yeah. yeah, and these oh, come back dirty. I mean, oh yeah, it is amazing. And then that's what we kind of say: we like, we don't want the vehicle to come back clean. We want it to come back dirty, mm. and sure as it yes, you're using it for what we want to use it for. Yeah. We want to see bugs smeared across the top of the uh, of the the tents and the front of the grills because we know that's based on the population for us to worry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but it also means that you're being out there and doing what we're hoping to build the vehicle. Yep. For, so yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your first car? Mine was a Supra. A Supra? Yes. Whoa. A Supra. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Actually, my, sorry, I can't. A Vauxhall Chevette was my first one. I got rid of that pretty fast. And then it was a Toyota Crawler XRT, and then it was a Supra. Okay. Yeah. Built up to it. Yeah. I convinced my dad to sell it to me. Oh, you used to, kind of, <laughs> you used to be, or maybe you still kind of are, like, behind the scenes. You were like the Supra WRX. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. rally car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo. <laughs> you want me to edit uh, this part out? Please edit this part. Brooke, what about you? My first car was a uh, Ford Bronco Two. Oh, wow. oh cool! Oh, <laughs> I did not cool. know this. Yeah, it was blue. Yeah. Nice. Bad the ass. gas gauge didn't work. <laughs> was it like the like like late eighties model? I don't remember what year it was. Yeah, I, it was man, pretty Bronco old. Were sweet, man. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. I only had it for about a year. Was it two tone? Two tone paint? I think so. Yeah, because mm. they were like, like red and white, blue and white. It was like two tone blue, I think, or okay. blue and black. Oh, like a dark blue, light I think blue. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. We man, my dad used to. My dad used to be like used car salesman, wheel right. dealer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And man, those sold so fast. Mm. Like we were talking mm. about um, um, with Haley. 
Yeah, with Haley Toyota, Toyota yeah, Tacomas, and Forerunners. That was the arm, right? Where you used to break the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. But those, there's like just unique things that like held value, or there was just a person. Yeah. It's so like my dad always used to say, "There's an ass for every seat." Yeah. yeah. So like someone will buy 100 this vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Like someone will. Some like it may be crap to one person, yeah. but someone loves it. Yeah. And those little Bronco twos, man, mm-hmm. those were fun. always. And he always sold them to young women. Mm. They bought them first right out of the gate. Mm. I don't know what the allure was. It was that in the old, um, the old Broncos. Yeah, like the like oh, the, yeah. the one that they yeah. remade just recently. Yeah, like this, like the those late, are awesome. Sixties like yeah. and early seventies yeah. Broncos, kind of small, but yet you felt oh, like you're in a well, nice they, they, like they the first SUVs almost. Yeah. yeah, they used to have like three hundred two small blocks yeah. in them and three on the tree, and they yeah. were cool little trucks. Great off road rigs too, but as well. Man, yeah. I just young gals like out of college. Yep. For some reason, they liked them. I don't know if they just went out and like rallying them or what it was, but yeah, there was just. Certain person, like a, like you said, ask yeah. for every seat, man. Dude, that's such yeah. a used carsman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, 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 it is, that is true. Yeah. And I used to like think like, oh, that's so cheesy, but he was right. Well, I just yeah. kind of, so I kind of right, wondered man. too as well. It's like, is it, is it the vehicle that makes the people or the people that make, they buy the vehicles too as well? Cause like you see, there's definitely mm-hmm. a connection between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. it's, you know, that's, are they looking for a forerunner because they want, off-roading, overlanding, you know, what's what's the reasons for why they buy that specific vehicle? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's always reasons for everything too as well. So yeah. yeah. What was your first car? Yeah. Uh my first truck I'm Chevy diehard guy, but yeah. I actually my first vehicle was a Ford. It was a seventy seven F two fifty with a ten inch lift and forties. Wow. And uh it was way too much truck for a sixteen year old kid. Hundred percent. But I smashed that around for like Six months, and then I got a 77 Chevy Stepside GMC that my dad and I put a 383 stroker in. Yeah. Had a six-inch lift in 35s. Ooh. Had the uh, chrome chrome roll bar with the KC lights. Nice. Oh, Ran with the, yellow, with the yellow caps on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pity of 80s right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing was... Very temperamental and mm-hmm. not reliable at all. <laughs> well, when I Dad had to come rescue me a lot. When I, when I first came to the States, I'm like, all right, I've got to get an American truck. You know, it's like, because oh, yeah. everything's like Japanese imports over there. So I was like, mm. I've got to get an American truck. So I got an American Chevy Stepside, right? And I went to bright red, red. Bright red. I went to red, white, and blue auto sales around the corner here. They're still there, surprisingly. Yeah, old, on Old Sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it from there. Didn't know anything about American trucks. Just wanted one. And it's yeah. step side. I'm like, this is sweet. I go for a test drive. They give me the keys. Driving around the corner. I'm like, this thing's awesome. It's got a V8. You know, the typical thing as I'm driving around the corner. It's eight miles to the gallon. I didn't care at the time. You know? <laughs> oh, gas is cheap, man. Gas yeah. is cheap then. And then I turn the corner. And just as I turn the corner, I look at the corner of mine. Here's this cop. I'm like, uh-oh. I, mean, I don't know any of the rules. Relates to to you're on the test drive. I'm doing a test drive. Yeah, <laughs> getting used to driving on the other side of the road. First time driving oh. on the side of the road. You know, did you even have a license yet? You could drive an international license, so I was oh, okay. okay. There yeah. regards, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but did I know the rules of the road? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> you know, so then I'm like, oh, cop. You know, of course I'm from New Zealand, and everything perception of cops is like guns and you know, can I get you beaten down with a stick? Which is not oh, the truth, but, but just, you know, you know, yeah. the cop show guy, you know, and yeah. So anyway, I'm bad I'm, boys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so my first impression, and I'm, I'm like, so I'm like, okay, no worries. I try and do a U-turn, and of course, it's got the um, 
in the tree, right? And I don't know how to change that because I've never had that before. I'm used to the Jap imports with everything. Oh, on the an automatic shifter on the column. So, you know, here's a cop pulling up. Here's this little kid, me, behind the steering wheel of this truck who's just rallied around a corner, stopped it, and, like, urgently trying to put it into reverse. <laughs> he doesn't know what the heck I'm doing. He comes up. He's like, you know, put your hands on the steering motor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to operate this vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> don't shoot. Don't shoot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and of course, they've got to verify the ownership of the vehicle. So what do they do? They call it ABC. Oh, you know, red, white, and blue. Red, red white, blue. blue. Sorry. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, red, white, and blue. And they verify it, and everyone has a big old laugh because, you know, here's a guy for a test drive. And I drive back into the, the lot, and, of course, Everyone's like doing the slow clap. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Tail between your legs. I'm like, I guess you got to buy it now, don't you? And it was the biggest piece of shit. Well, it started off wrong, man. He should have known. Bought a used rig, bought a used rig from a dealer. Yeah, you know that's kind of hit and miss. I didn't know what to look for as well. You know. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and depending on what year, because Chevy's has an a Chevy hasn't always made. All in all, all their models and years that were good trucks. No. Um, even, I mean, they all have their issues. Yeah. Like, I, especially I'm, that age, too, as well. I'm loyal yeah. to them, even though I, I, I know what their problems are. I still was working out, but. Yeah. Um, the devil, you know. It, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Used auto sales in Alaska, especially back then, is pretty tough. Cause it's like, it, you know, everybody's just trying to make a buck. So th- those rigs weren't like gone through. Yeah. You know, it's not like the CV boots were checked out and the tranny was flushed. and <laughs> The 100-point inspection was There's no Kendall's 100-point inspection done on that thing. No, no. Spray it down. You probably bought up. a money pit, didn't you? I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then as it drove away, the people that bought it rolled the window down and then they quickly realized it didn't roll back up and we we're like, bye. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got him. Forgot yeah. to mention that window. <laughs> about that. <laughs> but from that point on, it was more, you know, Subarus. It was in my world. Yeah. Yeah. So two Subarus and enjoyed them because they're reliable vehicles and they're fun. And, you know, you talk about off, off, snow and ice and winter driving they were just reliable and yeah and then going to modifying them and that was my world my my my, my uh my fun you know that and motorcycles too as well it's kind of my my background so well, i had a question that might pertain to some of that sure so where did kiwi come from <laughs> that's the nickname for new zealanders it is oh it is but yeah. it's but okay. it's like what the Subaru community kind of called me it was kind of from yeah. the forum days of ak kiwi was what my forum name was and oh yeah, was it yeah therefore i was kind of called kiwi uh, by default at that stage so yeah and then it stuck okay well C- cj yes ran into him when he was here uh big he cj court, big cj yeah. when we were yeah, recording yeah. he ran into craig and they gave each other a hug and i'm like oh you know craig and he's like oh, oh kiwi man i know kiwi forever and i'm like what <laughs> oh, really? I like, oh i was like i'm gonna remember that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On the show, i'm gonna ask him where that came from okay so yeah. i didn't know that that was is that because new zealand's like kiwi capital of the world uh, it's just kind of the it came from world war ii when the soldiers mm. there were called kiwis and that just oh, kind okay. of stuck with the i was way of, off yeah <laughs> but rural, rural kiwis ever come from new zealand yeah oh okay yeah okay yeah. and so you come over and you're ak kiwi yeah with AK the kiwi. wrx yep and then okay. it just kind of stuck from that point on yeah it was green yeah it was brown green interior <laughs> How did you, so you, you made a shift though in, in interest 
Well, right? I, was, like, I was in tourism for a number of years. So I worked okay. in Denali National Park um, and started off as general manager for a hotel up there doing the seasonal world and then grew to become district manager with a company called Aramark. And, and so we used to uh, run hotels up there and then do the concession contracts in the park. And, and so just had amazing experience up there and kind mm-hmm. of the, the back, in, back in the heyday of that world. Um, was was awesome. Uh, just a lot of cool people. The seasonal lifestyle going from like twenty core year end staff to at that time almost fifteen hundred employees. Yeah. Uh, and you know just that passion and drive that you had of kind of gearing up, hiring the best talent you could get, um, getting excited about the summer season, kind of planning for the season, opening up the doors, executing that, and you know working your proverbial off for like the whole summer long you know and taking care of guests and clients and is this j1 days or this is after um this is afterwards this i became a citizen yeah okay at that point um you know i I got sponsored through uh another company so stonebridge companies used to manage the hampton in here uh, in town okay helped with the hilton guide in and home with suites and then had a great manager who met me uh who worked for aramark at the time and pulled me over uh to manage the chalet hotel at that time and then, uh, and then Brooke and I both worked for Armark at the time. She did the uh, reservation side of it, and oh, okay, uh, revenue management, revenue management side of it, and so we were working kind of together, but not as well at the same time. And it was it was good times. And then kids and yeah, our kids grew up in Denali, which was really cool. Yeah. Oh no way! Oh, yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. So like Healy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the canyon itself, yeah. Yeah, we're oh, mostly wow. in the canyon, yeah. but yeah, we go up to the Healy, and they had a bunch of friends up there, and we go to all the local events and community events. Mm-hmm. Way cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a good lifestyle for yep. for while we were there. It was fun, and our kids just got raised with you know five hundred aunties and uncles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the people that work there. Yeah, yep. it yeah. must right. be such a close community. Of people, because you're all living in that small place, and you gotta and you were going through the same experience too as yeah. well. You know, the goods, the pros and the cons, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and ups the, and the downs. And yeah, yeah. And so you're you're all together, and you know you will see a prize and and taking care of the customers, and then also the end of the season too as well. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, and then pushing through to the end, and then and then this camaraderie and, and community that's kind of formed over the last four or five months. Then just everyone just goes in different parts. Yeah, and, and travels around the world and. And so you meet people from Ukraine and Russia and Serbia and, you know, there's Turkey and all this, you know, J1 program, which I'm a f- 100% supporter of the J1 program. I think it's an amazing program. Can I be, like, totally candid? Yeah. What is J1? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Because I, for any listeners out there that don't know, this is great information. Yeah. And there's probably somebody listening like, you dipshit, you don't know what that means. Like, yeah, there's nope. a lot of things I don't know, and I'm totally cool with asking. Yeah. Yep. So what is that? It's right J1 there with, pro- the, with the 2B system. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 uh, so J1 is like it's an exchange program that the, um, I think it's the federal government obviously does as a mm-hmm. way of exchange uh, for students that are going through either university. And they, as part of the program, they were, I was on an 18-month visa, which is rare. Um, typically it's a, I think it's six months, it may be different now where they work for four months and then spend two months traveling. It could, could have changed now, but, um, and then what they do is they, the companies hire them and they provide housing and then they give them a job and a role and they come over and work in certain roles. So we used to go recruit over in these markets and, and oh. go interview thousands of people that wanted to come work in the state. And it's a opportunity for them to experience the culture 
uh, and and then travel around the United States and kind of have this really cool impression. And it was awesome too because it was, you know, you wouldn't know who you were beside. You know, their J one visa. They they didn't. Some of them barely spoke English, mm-hmm. but they could be studying for rocket science. You know, or they could yeah. be having a super high end degree, and in they're washing dishes and they're hard workers, and they just really care about what they're yep. doing. It was just such an awesome work ethic of people. Yeah. And they'd have a really cool, they're hard, the hardest workers that I know, they're the most caring group that I know. And there's good and bad eggs of all of them, but sure. as an overall group. And they are educating Americans as well in regards to their culture and where they're from yep. That's cool. as much as they're experiencing our culture too as well. So, you know, it was, yep. a, it was a great program. Well said. It's actually. Um, Sounds amazing. It is very big in the uh, tourism industry here in Alaska. Yeah. Um, a lot of the restaurants and obviously a lot of the tour companies all hire J1s. Mm-hmm. All those people, all those kids that seasonal, come. Seasonal side Yeah, of things, I see right? them all the time. Um, you know, I haven't personally hired one. I've been asked lots of times because they're looking to work the entire time. Yeah. They're coming to work. Maybe they're only getting 12 hours and they're like, well, I can fit another four. You know, here and so they're really hardworking, very respectful. I think it's a great program. They're doing these jobs that maybe the average Alaskan is not willing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, go live, you know, in Denali and and clean the clean the hotel every day or things like that, or or work in the kitchen and bus tables mm -hmm. and and do these jobs that, like you said, they're in the university, so they're actually going to school. And they're just looking to make money. And the coolest thing about it is when you get to meet them, like they're going on these epic trips Mm -hmm. afterwards. Like they will work the entire season, whatever five months it is in Alaska. And then they're off to all over the place, all over the world with their group of friends and going and spending all this money. And I think they get some sort of allowance or something for that. Or is it just basically the time off? So it's, Again, it's kind of cool. And I, as a, the more I worked with them, the more I learned how it was. So they, most of them actually borrowed money from their families uh, for the, to cover the airfare and to cover the visa. Because mm-hmm. I think the visa itself was about $1,000. It used to be, again, don't quote me on the numbers, but it was a ballpark, what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And I'm so sure they, that's gone up by now. Yeah. And then, so they'd grind. I mean, they'd literally, to your point, they would come in. And the first ones that got here, they would work two or three jobs. And they would just work and work and work. Um, and then... So we'd have these significant milestones that would happen. First one would be the payoff day, and that typically happened, you know, first week of June where they've worked hard enough to pay off their loan uh, and the oh. airfare. And then they'd have, like, what are they saving for, whether it be for college or whether it be for whatever target it is. Um, and then they'd hit that milestone by July. And then they would save money for a special thing for themselves. You know, so that's when you start seeing the iPads turning up and the iPhones coming in, you know, uh, something that they probably couldn't get back home. And, sure, and it's yeah. like, it gave me good on me, you know what I mean, for this hard work. And then the other remainder of the year was the trip that we're going to next from that point on, or the savings, you know. Yeah. And you'd, you'd see them come back year after year after year. And we've still got people uh, that are, are Facebook friends of ours now that, are, yeah. that, that were J1s and have had a life here and been very successful and got careers that have stayed on in the U.S. afterwards because they came back in the, the first year as a housekeeper or a dishwasher and the second year they came back as a server and next year they came back as a manager and then, yeah, you know, they can come back multiple years and then once they're out of school, I think then it's... Yeah, then they've got to get sponsorship or, or yeah. some other program or marry someone. But um, I have to imagine, <laughs> yeah. and you can probably attest to it, is the connections yeah. that are made... Not only with like your your brethren and people in the workplace that you're at, yeah, but the guides 
and the other guests and tourists and stuff that yep. maybe you bonded with and you shared a phone number or an address and you sent letters or emails or yeah whatever it's like the access in you know with that collective group of people and then the industry you're in with yep. other people yeah like the social gatherings of that all of it like the connections must be amazing it, it is and, and yeah like, like it just kind of thinking about all this stuff i'm like wow we, you're literally I mean, in the trenches together if you worked in hospitality you know what i mean you're, yeah. just, oh, you're, I you're, bet. you're just grinding it you're trying to take care of the customers and you know mm-hmm. the waters that are in front of you and day after day after day right yep and the running gun yeah exactly and, and, you, <laughs> and you're enjoying it because it's what you do but it's yeah you know yeah. it's that that brothers and well, sisters and arms that are left to the right of you in regards to getting it done so and then you live together in the community too as well. So you're working together and then you're going hiking Healy or in the park or mm-hmm. during that. Free kind of, time. Yeah, free time. You just, the, the ones that are there for the right reasons yeah. uh, are coming to Alaska because there's a draw to come to Alaska. Yeah. So, uh, you're, so you're saying you've spent a few nights in the old Totem Pub? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it called? I forget, man, I was just there. I was just there. Is it the is it the pub? Is it the pub? I think it is the totem back, pub. Back in those days, it was a it was salmon a, bake. Salmon bake. That's oh, right. Oh, that was what boy. it was called. Was yeah. yeah, my buddy oh, was one of the place. owners of that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Motika. Yeah. Okay. Know them well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good guys. Good yeah. guys. Yeah, it yeah. says it's closed till midnight. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been there till like four a.m. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Open till whenever. Yeah. So you guys meet, you get married, you're living down there, doing the hospitality thing. Mm-hmm. What about in the wintertime? Because I know a lot of times that, that stuff's all kind of shut down. Well, in our world, that's when we were, so we'd go from operations to planning. Okay. You know? So like October was kind of your down decompress time, you know, packing up, making sure you shut down the season properly, assessing what you did right, what you did wrong, you know, what are you going to change for next season? What are you mm-hmm. going to do? Then, you know, come... November, December, you're kind of planning, putting things in place, kind of what is the next thing we're going to do or construction or capital or, you know, renovations or that kind of stuff's going on. And then December, end of December, January, you're recruiting, hardcore recruiting. Mm. That's what we're doing anyway. You're just hiring, 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 hiring. And then really by February, you would hope to be a good portion of your employees hired at that stage. Otherwise, it was going to be a rough season for you. And you could get commitments from people that early? Um, yes, because typically most people are trying to think if like there's cool, cool, great website out there called coolworks.com. It was the way people used to kind of hire through. And so mm. people were looking around about December, January. And it's not just you, it's, you know, at that time there was three or four other large operators that were also kind of p- going from the same pool. So you'd see a good mm. talent come through and you had to be there first thing in the morning and try and find oh. them and grab oh. them. Otherwise, you know, you know that. The other hotel down the road would be yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're actively recruiting, trying to find good talent, people that want to come to Alaska, and mm-hmm. you know it's like they go home for Christmas with their family, like oh, I don't want to go home. I want to go to Alaska for the summer, enjoy my summer break, and and then two point, I mean, Alaska is a destination that people come into. They're like, I want to spend my summer in Alaska. I want to go explore while I'm young. I want to do something that's fun, energetic. And so they're making those decisions over Christmas, probably when they've had Christmas dinner with family and they don't <laughs> want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do think that uh, Alaska is on almost everyone's list. It is. Yeah. You know? It's it's somewhere on there. Yeah. In the top third. I think so, too. Of most people's lists, yeah. Yeah. 
like I said this before, when you go visit other countries or other people and they ask where you're from, I say I'm from Alaska. Yep. I don't say United States. I don't say America. I say Alaska. And it just leads to... It's an instant oh. conversation starter. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's people have mental image of what it's about. And then they just want to kind of explore and see what it's there to do. And then it's like the onions your kids are chopping. You know, every time you go through the next layer of onion, there's a lot more to Alaska that there is to find out about. And that's where yeah. Alaskans kind of do that. They've gotten to the core, you know what I mean, of, of what Alaska has to offer. And every time you come back, you kind of see a different part of what Alaska has to offer. I think we're still trying to find the guy who's done the most. Yeah. Because you can't do it all. But who's who's done the most? Who's the most Alaskan? Who's the most Alaskan? The most Alaskan guy? Who's the most Alaskan Alaskan? Please step up. I want to know. I mean, there's Come on to this podcast and tell us everything. <laughs> yeah. You've been invited. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's, it's like, I feel Is like... Is Ira on the list for now? Most interesting man? The most interesting man? I agree. I mean, that. he's right there. He's up there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done a lot. There. He's done a lot of Alaskan stuff. He does, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's impossible to do it all, but... Yeah, I mean, you, you got to pick. There's a lot. <sighs> yeah, it isn't. It is impossible to do it all, but I'm curious. Is like who's done the most? If like you made this intense like list of all the things you could do, I in feel Alaska. like it have to be like a life long achievement. Oh, for sure. Not like I did this in six years. I mean, unless you're sponsored and got like. No, uh, it has lineup. to be a lifelong. <clears throat> yeah, achievement. Be, like you started in 1950, whatever, and. Yeah, I don't know. There's so much stuff to do, though. I think, I think you, you got to look at the garage that that someone's got a boat, snow machine in it, maybe a couple of bikes, okay. you know, all this keys. That's true, man. You know, and the, maybe they're from different eras, so yeah. you notice that they've gone down that whole pathway of that, and then yeah. oh, I'm done with that, and I'm gonna go do this. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. So. It takes yeah, at least a three car garage. I'll tell you that now. Yeah, <laughs> my two cars. Yeah. Actually, I have three. I've it been putting stuff in my sister's garage. <laughs> yeah, two car garage doesn't have any cars in it. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never had a car in my garage. No, 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 there's never any cars in there. One year we did. One year. <laughs> yeah. Before business started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, let's take a quick break. Give a shout to the sponsors, and we'll come back with some Do more. It. Sounds good. Barney Sports Chalet. Supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska. Tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska, these products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Capital. Arbor Capital is based in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Capital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money, or you just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website arborcapital.io a visit. 
What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ArborCapital.io is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ArborCapital.io. Arbor Capital, your Alaska digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bed Liners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Oh, got us up? There you go. Um, so, Brooke, I was thinking about this before before we went to the break. Um because you do so much of the, as we mentioned before, like the planning, logistics, and helping folks with like uh, what they're going to do when they're here. Because I think that's one of the biggest challenges of planning a trip, coming to Alaska. It's like, okay, I'm going to go to Alaska. Awesome, right? What are you going to do? Because there's only so many roads. Yeah. All right? A lot of stuff is accessible by boat and, and aircraft only mm-hmm. right so it's like there's a lot of limitations so it's easy to like come here and be like uh wh- where do i even start right like how where do i go what do i do like so i i was thinking about your experience you've had you looking for something great you good um you were experienced with the uh planning um, I'm sorry, what was your, your your jobs and career stuff in the hospitality? You were doing the um, re- um, reservations? It, yeah, and sales and <clears throat> revenue management. So some of that had was helping people get set up. Hey, yeah. okay, day one, you're going to go rafting. Day two, you're going to do a tour. and day, So that really has helped you. And you already have knowledge of all these locations, different vendors and um, tour groups help set these people up right yeah yeah, yeah. pretty good background knowledge of um of some of the places you know we've been there ourselves places yeah. that we like to go i have to admit there's a few places that we have not been that are on my list to go we have <laughs> oh, not man, made it all the way up to dead horse yet and we were going to go this year and the weather and timing with things just didn't work out but that's yeah. one that i really want to make it to but yeah how far did you have you gone I've only been as far as just north of Fairbanks. Okay. Yeah, mm. haven't had the time to Not go Not too up much further. up there on the table. Yeah, tail. but it's high, high on my list. Got to do it. It's well, it's got to be tough, right, with the growth of the business and, and the um, commitment and the demand for your guys' presence to be available to your guests, right? Like, it's got to be hard to do it remotely. Yeah. yeah, that one's yeah. been a balance, and a lot of, we find that the trends are that people are arriving and leaving around the weekends, Oh, so okay. The Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mondays are busy, and then Tuesdays and Wednesdays tend to be a little bit quieter, which mm. makes it harder to get away on the weekends to go and do stuff. So we've been able to get out a few times, not nearly as much as we'd like to, especially because yeah. we need to do 
research. Sure, sure. Craig yeah. needs to go jump the Land Cruiser a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, right, our destinations are probably very different from what our previous mm. experience was. Because I think that was kind of a lot of what, when we were working in it, we enjoyed it and we, we liked the aspect of it. But we said, you know, it's, for us, we would work in Denali and then we'd escape on the Denali Highway because it was, one, it was at a cell phone range. No one yeah. calls. <laughs> uh, and two, it was such a beautiful area and it was such an awesome access wall. And then no one was out there other than maybe hunters during during hunting season, but then it was kind of had to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're like, there's all these little spots out here that are accessible that is great to kind of go to. And you can just be camp anywhere you want to and be right by an awesome epic viewpoint overlooking the Denali Highway right by a lake. And no one else is experiencing this. this is before the days of kind of overlanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's kind of what we're looking for is those little secret spots where people can go and pitch up a tent and take in this epic viewpoint that is Alaska. Um, but to your point in regards to like the booking and the planning, yeah, you know, it's not, you know, we're not doing the typical tours that you've seen in Alaska <coughs> for the typical cruise ship clients. You know, they're not hitting the usual tourist spots that most people see, you know, most couple they go to Telki, you know they see it they move on um they're not doing the you know they're seeing seward but they're seeing it they're moving on yeah um you know they're going to a lot of miles i mean so average rental for a, a, a Alaska overlander is around about nine to ten days um and then if you think just a drive time alone in regards to doing the denali highway up through to paxton you know and then come and swing through up to toke and then up across to do a thousand miles easy they do easily yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then it's it's not something you want to and that's a big thing that we're trying to balance out with people in regards to their planning and where they should go to it's like all right it looks easy on a map it's just a point to point yeah you know but it's not it's a lot of miles there's a construction in sourdough it's gonna be (laughs) potholes in the richardson right here mile (laughs) yeah so it's all yeah. balancing it like oh, i've only got four days what can i see can i go see the interior no you can't you know no, that's not enough time yeah, yeah. but There's go to seward and go to this homer and go out onto the yeah. spit you know mm-hmm. go out onto uh, camp out on the beach yep. and then kind of experience that part of it and go oh so you'll apply to their time yeah like we have it, a bunch of routes on our website so anything oh. from you know seven day routes up to i think our longest route is about 12 or 14 days yeah. but just to kind of get their ideas going of ideal expectations of how long it takes to do these routes as well as getting some ideas of where they can go because it is kind of overwhelming you know i talk to people and they're making their reservations and they say i don't even know where to start and i said we'll start looking at the routes mm-hmm. get an idea of where the roads are because there's a lot of places that the roads aren't um, so they start following along those routes. So that's one of our most visited sites pages on our site is yeah. that, mm. that routes page. And that just, you know, nobody follows it exactly, but it gives them some ideas of ways to go, um, loops that they can make. People like to make loops. Um, we've had a lot of people doing the loop up through Denali highway, back down through Valdez. They'll usually make a side trip over mm-hmm. to McCarthy and Kennecott and then down to Valdez and then take the ferry across to Whittier. Okay. Oh, which cool. is a cool yeah. shortcut to get yeah. to the Kenai Peninsula and then do some Cruise loops down. around there and yep. then back through Anchorage. And then they're not repeating a lot of roads. So that's one that I always oh, try not to. Going back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. So I really encourage people to try and do that one. It takes a little more planning because the ferry's not every day. And yeah. Right. But that's a, that's a really good route to go. 
Um, but yeah, we give people as much help or as little as they want. And some people want, you know, a little more handholding and some ideas and other people, you know, they show up and they've got this whole plan <laughs> and we've had a number of people that book, you know, side flight seeing or they'll fly out to various, you know, remote camps and do oh. it that way. And then we'll use the, the rig to get to a spot, yep. fly out to another right. camp for a couple of days. Yep. Come yeah. back to the rig. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then move on to the next destination and do that again as much it's, as their yeah. budget can handle. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the ultimate independence. You know, they can just go wherever yeah. they want to. And it's a DIY. 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 Yeah. Adventure. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can go, you know, they can drive until they don't want to drive anymore and pull over and have a beautiful spot and camp out at it. You know, it's just. And boondocking is a, is a, we recommend that they obviously take a look at who owns the land, making sure they're not going into areas that, that they are trespassing, mm-hmm. making sure they're respecting local uh, communities <coughs> too as well. But then, yeah. you know, there's good apps. Native, that, native lands and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's good apps that they can see. So they go to a certain area, find a really cool spot, go down a couple of roads, you know, and there's a lot of access in places oh, yeah. around Alaska that you can go see that are public lands and they're there for a reason and they're for everybody to enjoy and as long as you respect them. Yep. Right. Uh, pack yeah. out more than you pack in and, you know, take care of it and, and yeah. just enjoy what Alaska has to offer. Then that's that's what we recommend. So, yeah. What sparked the idea and when did it start and what did it start with? We started getting into overlanding, what, probably two years? Three, four years ago, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then in the middle of the pandemic, um, we homeschooled our kids that year um, and we were sort of desperate to get out and Alaska Airlines had their buy one, get one free sale. Mm-hmm. And I looked at that, I was sitting on the couch one night and I looked at that and I'm like, I can't let that go <laughs> to waste. And so yeah. I started thinking about places that we could go and I thought, man, you know, I love the deserts of, you know, of Arizona. Grand Canyon's been on my list. I've seen it from the air, but I've never actually been to it. It's on my list. And I'm going to float it. Yeah. yeah that's mm-hmm. high on my list too. Yeah. And we watch um, a YouTube channel, Lifestyle Overland, that um, does a lot of um, overlanding in the Southwest. And I thought, man, what if we could overland in the Southwest? That would be really cool. So I started looking for overland rentals. Um, I thought I could find something maybe out of Phoenix. Couldn't find anything out of there. Ended up finding a company called Pacific Overlander, and they had an office in Las Vegas. So we flew into Las Vegas and rented a Tacoma with two tents on top. And uh, we spent nine or 10 days traveling around. We went to Sedona, we went to Grand Canyon, we randomly found the, um, can, uh, what was it, crater? Your crater. Um, so like a giant um, meteor crater. Yeah, okay. Just east of Flagstaff, um, which was super cool, especially for our, one of our kids that's super <laughs> geeked about that sort of thing. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> And volcanoes, um, national park, yeah. and yeah, just the coolest vacation ever. Just spent nine days in the middle of COVID. We felt comfortable being out away from people, mm-hmm. you know, outside all the time. It had great weather. It was middle of October, so it was starting to get cold here. Perfect and just had the greatest time. And every night we kind of look at each other like, huh, we could do this back home. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of where the idea was born. So we came back, and I think it was a month later, we had a business license and an LLC set up. Oh, he went right in. Oh, we yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Once I see something, I go after it. Yeah, you were losing yeah. sleep over it, I yeah, bet. Yeah, was. was. I'm more like, was. I had a name in my mind. I'm like, oh, we've got to book this before someone else comes up with oh, this yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So we yeah. got our, our website up um, and our booking engine up by January, and then our first reservation, I think, was the last day of February. Yeah. 
This was 21. Did you guys even have a rig ready? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so with the time frame of all that. I'm like, no. I mean, did you maybe have at least we a forerunner? We had one yet? of them. Yeah, yeah we, we bought one. Yeah. Okay. Right about the time the website was getting built. And then yeah. we got I the love second that. one. Just go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you have uh, to do it. Start oh, yeah. booking them. Yeah. 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 Yep. We'll have it ready, I promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't post pictures yet, but imagine this. Yeah. <laughs> that was the hard part of not having pictures. Yeah. We, we, Coming we, soon. We overlanded <laughs> beforehand. That was kind of what, I mean, I had my Subaru and, and then we camped, but we also, too, our kids were going to the age where we're like, we want to do stuff with our kids before they don't want to be around us anymore. So yeah. we're like, all right, we, we love the state. We want to kind of do the most of our weekends. We want to kind of grow with them and have the same memories that we used to have growing up. And so that's sold the Subaru, kind of bought a truck, put a rooftop tent on it, and mm -hmm. kind of just did the camping thing with the kids. And, and then, so yeah, and then around the fire every night, we're like, this is cool. We could do this. You know, it's kind of the best, best situation. We don't have this, how long this pandemic thing's going to go on for. And, you know, it's the best of being in a remote location, but being out there and doing yeah, stuff. And, and away from folks. If, yeah. 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 It, as much as you want to be around folks, you can be around folks. And if you don't want to be around folks, That's you can what I'm be saying. Yeah, folks. you have the option. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then it came in fast. And Denali and, and Nanook were our first two vehicles, and they were both uh, forerunners. Um, and we just loved it. And we just had the, we had two different builds in mind. We wanted to do the soft shell tent on one. We wanted to do the hard shell tent on the other because we wanted to see kind of how the two builds would go and what mm -hmm. would work with our customers. We learned very quickly what worked and what, what didn't work. Um, Which ones was the first one? Was it Nanook or uh, Denali? Uh, Nanook, Denali was the first. She's Denali's a, number one. Yeah. And All then right. Nanook is, is a second. So she's a... Uh, the OGs, the original girls. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the original girls. Yeah. How many miles like on that. Denali now? Uh, that's 52,000. Oh, that's not bad. That's not yeah, bad. We got it at 8,000. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'll buy that thing right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we did some quick stats here for the season. We added up the miles for the vehicles from April through to now. And the all nine of our vehicles have done 127,000 miles this summer alone. So wow, just from from the summer. So they're busy. Almost ten thousand each. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. They're sixteen. Denali did sixteen this the season. And then it did sixteen. Denali sixteen, and then yeah, down through about to a twelve in the lower one. So yeah. Man, look yeah. at Wolverine. That thing's got a monstrous tent on it. It's two it's, tents. That's two. That's kind of like the ones that we rented. So it's, it's a it's double. Very, it's very intense. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's got been waiting to do that intense. one. It's, uh, yeah, you got it in there, Craig. You feel good? You good? It's well, it's got like the double uh. ladder. So. <laughs> it's, it's two separate tents, so you can have an adult's tent and a kid's tent, oh, or if you've got two couples, or even you know buddies see, that don't okay. want to snuggle in the night. Yeah. yeah. Did I see a ram? Yeah. Down Daisy. There? Daisy. Oh, Daisy? Yeah. Is that a mega know. cab? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 3,500. How did she get in there? Man, I bet Josh had something to do with that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny. You do Europeans and you pull up in Daisy and their eyes are like, what? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's all bright red. <laughs> yeah. And by the time they come back, they're like, we want one of these back home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. cool. What, what, yeah. what? Um, so now there's, there, now there's what? Four, eight, nine, ten, nine in a trailer? Yeah, nine in a trailer. Yeah. Oh, okay. so there's the trailer. Yeah. Okay. And the names are awesome. Denali, Nanook, Adak, Beluga, Narwhal. Narwhal. That's my favorite. Yukon, <laughs> Nanana, Wolverine, Daisy, and then Susitna for the little trailer thing. Yeah. That thing's awesome too. Where'd Daisy come from? Daisy. So, 
there's a cool story about. So we do own, we own rigs and we consign rigs, and okay. so the consignment rigs are ones that people own, and then we rent it, we clean it, we run it in our fleet for the summer, and we give it back to them. So at, we have a chocolate Labrador in our house, and every morning we open up the door, and he goes out and barks, and the neighbor's dog barks, and it's this hound dog, and she's you know, it's call and response. Every yeah, morning. they're just communicating. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but her name is Daisy, and so oh. Daisy's owned by our neighbors. So therefore, when we're thinking about names, you know, again, you want to make sure they're personalized and that they have a story behind them. Yeah. And then that's and then so he's like, oh, I'm running through. What should we know? It? I'm like, you call it Daisy. There's no choice in it. And he's like, No, I want to call it Clifford. And and, and so <laughs> still many conversations in regards to that too. Okay, but, I mean, yeah. Clifford makes sense. It does. It does. It's a great truck. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then still the rest of them, like we wanted to make sure that they were personalized and, mm-hmm. and they have, you know, we call them the girls and cause they just, they have pers- each of them have their own personality and, yeah. um, and then people can form that connection with them too as well because it's, and then we have still have people today who have rendered them a year and a half ago who say, oh, how's, how's, you know. Like a proud parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How's, how's little Nanana doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we posted a picture of Nanook in, in this beautiful spot. And like, Nanook in her favorite environment. Like, oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny uh, when they return the cars and we go to drive them away, people kind of look wistfully as it yeah. goes past yeah. and kind of wave goodbye to the car. Yeah. We had one guest who Treated was literally in tears yeah. as oh, the car was driving cool. away. I felt bad <laughs> taking <laughs> it back. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show that the it's just an embedded memory and experience in their life that they'll never forget yeah and, it, and the vehicle got them into those environments and it's a tool just to help them in regards to their journey yeah. of their life and you know it's life is all about creating memories and and same mm-hmm. with families too as well it's like all right what memories can i create so when the kids are my age they're going to think back on this time is this going to be an ingrained memory in them and you know hopefully one of these trips that they come up here this is going to be an ingrained memory in them when they come through yeah, I'd have to believe that it's hard to forget the views that you see, the experiences you have, the weather, yeah. you know, the the whole, you know, not renting a car and going hotel to hotel or Airbnb to or bed and breakfast to bed and breakfast or whatever. You're actually like yeah. waking up and firing up coffee in front of yeah. a campfire with a lake. Yep. Yeah. Or Smalls going, or you know, it. hanging yeah. out for around a campfire and yep. northern lights are above you. You know, yep. it's like... Those things you don't forget. Yeah, yeah. And, the and the rest of the stuff can blur together, but those are yeah. things that don't drift yeah. the mind real easy. And the vehicles are unique enough that people kind of they, they jokingly say like, no matter what, whenever I got gas, I had like five people coming over to me, or when I was at a, oh, at yeah. a camping ground, the yeah. people come up, where'd you get this rig? It from? sells <laughs> itself, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. they're like, what? What is that? Yeah, What's it's going it's on? travel and advertisement. It really it's is beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. At what point does do you guys have like a mileage in point where it's like, all right. This is this one has you. It sounds like you haven't got there yet. Shelf life? Yeah. Is there a shelf life on 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 the first one there on Denali? Like once Denali hits a hundred, we're gonna be like, okay, we're gonna. It's a Toyota. It's a Toyota. Yeah, oh. I know. It's, they can go a long time. It's got a lot of miles. Yeah. yeah, and it's we maintain them down to the T, right? Yeah, that's, that's a key. And then so and of course it is a Toyota, so it's reliable. But um, obviously that's why we bought. Toyotas over other vehicles because we want to make sure that in the four years or five years that we have them that they hold their value reasonably well um, and they have very little issues and yeah. so um, I think in we originally started maybe three years when we first said it then now they're we see how well they're performing and what they're doing we probably four years and then at that point refresh the fleet just so that way we've got newer vehicles mm-hmm. kind of yeah. constantly turning through 
Yeah. So I think, and at that point, we haven't gotten to that stage yet. We're in year two. And, and then, so I think we'd either sell it as a complete package that someone can buy with the turnkey overlanding rig. Yeah. Uh, or, or we can just strip it and sell the parts individually and sell the vehicle too. There's options. So and we've had some guests too that say, if you're going to sell these rigs, can you let us know? Yeah. I bet. Well, they want to I mean, be lined they, up to yeah, purchase. Yeah, they want to be in line to purchase it. And, you know, what better way to purchase? Fly up to Alaska, buy a rig, and, and overland back down home. Yeah. Oh, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's yeah. not like you guys are going to tear them down and <clears throat> sell the rigs, like, without the gear on them, right? They'll yeah. probably just go the package. Go as is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, and we've learned a lot from that from how we do Total Truck, too, as well, in regards mm-hmm. to the brands that we selected and the products that we have brought in here. A lot of research has been done in regards to the vehicles and the products and, and then the torture tests that we put them through in regards to seasonal life too as well and what they go through and how well they maintain is is really kind of reaffirmation of the products that we've selected and, and, and put in place. And we've made decisions in regards to some changes to vehicles and products mm-hmm. just based on maintenance or how the customers, did they get it, did they understand it, were there constant problems oh, because of the way Yeah, the actual were. like... Um, <clears throat> Was it easy to use? Yeah, exactly. Did you have to constantly explain things to people or answer uh, questions repeatedly about how to work something? Or it's breaking, you know? Yeah. 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 Because it's just not, doesn't make sense or it doesn't, yeah, or it's just not built. Does that well. happen a lot? I mean, d- um, we've made some changes. Like some weak links? We've, we've you don't have to throw <laughs> a brand out or a thing. No. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they're just like, okay, this, like, refrigerator ain't cutting it like yeah. that's got to get replaced or whatever i think it's more reaffirmation of what's working and, and then yeah and there's been a couple of brands like soft shell tents probably just it, a soft shell tent is, is good for somebody who if, if it's their tent and they know their process and they know their, the way that they're going to close it and they can maintain it it's, mm. it's, it's mm. can be maintained but as soon as you throw zippers and canvas and all these other elements into and it, rain and rain you yeah. know there's a there's a lot of pros and cons you gotta you know. maintenance that yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, when we originally were specking out um, a Denali, we're like, well, why are you buying an eye camper? You know, it was a question. It's a lot of money for an eye camper. Um, and then over time, when you see that how easy it is to use, how well it's been, how well it's held up, how easy it is for the customers to utilize. And then, to at that point, uh, you know, it's just now we were in a camp with that type of camp because it's just right. it's a just a you know it works brand that it, works it works it's, yeah. it's consistent it's reliable it's easy it doesn't take a lot of time or fiddling around with stuff and there's nothing worse than fiddling around with a zipper and having it get stuck in front of a customer that's yeah. taking it out for yeah. two yeah. weeks yeah like, I'm sorry about that yeah <laughs> look at that Bro- moose yeah. yeah broken zippers covers being replaced that kind of stuff and then in the rain what can hold up to the rain what can mm, has got good conditions yeah what's good resistant you know that can is dark enough that they can use it during the middle of june and, yeah. and not not keep them awake and and then um you know it's just uh it's just and then what we we say too as well when we're down at total truck we obviously sell our campus because we believe in the brand yeah um mm-hmm. but it um it's we say like you know denali was used 120 nights last year and then you factor in what your usage would be in that tent for, for personal use, for personal yeah, use. For, oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, four four times a month tops. Yeah. So then you, you right, know, so that's like, like an eight, average person with a job of, and weekends. Yeah, eight years of life for that tent that we've done in a full season had zero issues with it. Yeah. Oh man! And then that's going. That to says second, a lot. Your second season, you know, it's just a, it's just held up, held up well. And then of course we've got the the mileage, so we know what uses 
you know, what's got the best mileage miles per gallon? It's you know, the A camp has got like one point nine miles better um miles per oh, gallon. Oh, with the aerodynamics when it, the yeah. way it's mounted on oh, the vehicle. It makes a significant difference. Oh yeah. well yeah. I was mentioning that uh before the show. You went down and gave us like the full yeah. tutorial on which one was down there? That was the I camper, yeah. The rig Nanana. Yeah. The I camper was in the in the um showroom, of yep. course. Um which was amazing. That eye camper is badass. I want one bad. Holy smokes. But, because um, <laughs> I've been kind of like, I'm like true diehard Alaskan. You jump out of the truck, throw a, can- a tent up. Yeah. And I've always been like, man, those things seem cumbersome. And like, you just like, oh my God, it probably takes like an hour to like pull that stuff all out and set it up. And then you folded it down in like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. It probably yeah. sets up even faster. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that that is probably the biggest misconception because as big time, a person who grew up in a Dodge Ram, <laughs> when my dad put a plywood and that's where it was first. Ram, and then we had a conversion Ram van, charger, Ram, charger. Ram charger. And then we had a conversion van <laughs> and then we had the pop-up, which was the worst thing ever in my life. I have <laughs> nightmares from the pop-up because it'd be raining. You had to come out and it takes 45 minutes to do it. And it sucked. You know, yeah, it was the worst. It, it was the worst They're thing. Not warm. And so it's just yeah. like when I see people in the, in those truck tents, that was the first thing. It just had like flashbacks of the, <laughs> of, of the pop-up. I was like, Oh, these poor guys, man. They're just, and then when you just, pop that thing up and close it down in literally like two minutes i was amazed well, you, and your bedding's in there so it packs away so you just, yeah you know you get to the site you pull over bang 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 <laughs> jump inside and you're 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 asleep you know? crash yeah. Yeah. well and you mentioned the aerodynamics and the fuel economy i just this week i've noticed three different rigs with eye campers like specifically yeah. i looked for the brand on them because the low profile of the hard it's case packed down yeah yeah. I'm like, it's so smooth. Like, it's not this, like, a Thule. Did I, I'm pronouncing that right? Yeah. Thule? Thule? Is that? Yeah. Thule? 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 Is Thule? Yeah. No, no one says that. <coughs> Everyone <laughs> says Thule. Okay. Just Thule. So yes, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> they stick, they Zealand. just, they, okay, obviously <laughs> it's for extra storage for your, you know, your SUV or, or yeah. rig. Yeah. So they're, they're bigger, but they stick up. Right, like yeah. I think you can still pr- probably go through a parking garage with that eye camper on almost. No, I mean, I, I can you go through laser wash? So we, we have that we have <laughs> with the eye camper. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. You might actually. Well, now we want to lift it. Can up you stuff. go through eye camper? Wouldn't Depends how lifted it. the truck is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's three parking garages in Anchorage, and we know every single one of them because of uh, customers that have gone through. <laughs> oh, and, and we've had either repairs. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. and it's always been the lint the car or a buddy. You know, they don't think about it and they yeah. drive in a Providence and. But, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's like to your point. Anything you get a car. Yeah, yeah. The point is, they're just really low and they're clean. Yeah. So when your rig is just like doing its city running, yeah, and doing its like, you know, you're doing your thing. It's not just like this big cumbersome. Like I can only imagine being a, you know, having a cab over in the back of your truck, like driving to work every day and Monday through Friday, with this like four thousand pound, you know, camper in the back of it, versus having that up there that's just clean, chilling. We love it when we do some of these awesome builds with people. You know, with the cap on the top of it and the eye camper on the on the top of that, or any rooftop tent, and then we put our secondary battery with a fridge on it. I'm like, hey, so what you can do on Thursday? You go out, you pack up the fridge, right, and then you pack up all your food in the vehicle. You you, all your clothes are up top on that so you can scoot out of work at noon on whatever day friday thursday mm-hmm. and you're on the road you're leaving straight from work all your clothes are packed everything's all ready to go and you just booking it go 
Yeah, you're not worrying about going back home and throwing the clothes in or frying the food or. Well, the coolest already ready to go. The coolest thing is you can still tow stuff. You can still tow the toys. You you can. That's what I like the best. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about about that part. Yeah, because I, I initially thought like. You know, I have a lot of buddies um, that have the cab overs mm-hmm. on their trucks, and the main reason is because they can still tow their boat, they can tow their four wheelers, they can still tow their rafts and stuff like that, yeah. and still be comfortable in that little thing. Um, but those are way expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, three, four times as expensive as the as the as the i camper, mm-hmm. which my family we've never slept in a motorhome or in one of those. We're tent people. Yeah. Like we like to go and sleep in the tent, and this is still a tent. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's way faster than the Cabela's Guide. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, shout out to my son. We just did it, and he's yeah. like, "I'm teaching him how to do it." And it's like, yeah, this takes a little time. Good thing it's not raining. Yeah. You know. Well, and it's, and it's like the thing is, it doesn't have to be a certain like you don't have to put it like our rigs. That's just one way of overlanding. Like people say, well, "What is overlanding?" Well, overlanding to me is this. It's such a broad term. It's like, well, what is fishing? You know, you, uh, could, yeah, you yeah. could be a trout fisherman. You could be, you know, commercial fisher. You know, there's yeah, so you could many. Be vo- shrimping, yeah, like you just fishing, right? Exactly. You could be more like focused on off roading, and then you want to do use utilize your vehicle for also car camping too as well. There's so much variety in regards to it, and I hate I hate the brand overlanding of it's our brand, <laughs> 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 but it's from on that side of it. It's, just, it's so broad, and it's really yeah. about what is your specific need that you want and how you want to build your rig. Yeah. Um, and it's every person's different and every build is different, you know? <clears throat> so, uh, it's kind of that, that build conversation that you have with people when you're going through it. It's like, well, we, what is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then how do you utilize your rig? And then we're building that to make it meet your need. And some people it's just a lift with wheels and tires, right? Or, or I just want lights or I just want, uh, you know, steps. This that's a great. There's no wrong or right in regards to any build. Yeah. That's your vehicle. It's personalizing your rig. Yeah. And it's your rig and don't care what anybody else thinks. It's about what you enjoy for it and yep. what you want to use your rig for it. So, yeah. yeah. I wanted to share this with you guys real quick. Did you guys have anything to do with this one? We did. Okay. Was that you guys? It was us. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, I was just going <laughs> to yeah, ask man. that. <laughs> I was Argo, just going to say I need the tent that goes on the four-wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> That's all damn Let me see. So, you, uh, Brandon just showed us a picture of... I can uh, email it to you. You want to pull it up can on the Can look at it real quick? Go ahead. Well, is it... Is, uh, basically, it's a... It's it is an eye camper on an top camper. of an Argo. I think that's the mini with the queen Whoa. size bed. It is. Yeah, because yeah. it's because you showed us the narrower one and then the yeah. the the eye camper. It's a full size. Can you airdrop that to me so we could put it on the yeah, TV yeah, so yeah. people yeah, on yeah, YouTube could see it? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was it was cool because he really wanted it for that purpose of uh, and we did a lot of research in regards to what the eye can handle in regards to that top weight so that way it stays in the water and floats and because they're designed to hold a certain amount of weight on top. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted it for, you know, you think about moose camp, how much stuff you haul, <sighs> right, with hunting and, and all of that. And then this yeah, is an option. You're overloaded. Overlanding, it's overloaded. We call that overloading. <laughs> yeah. And then for him, it's like an option just to go out to camp, pop up the camp, pop up his tent. Nice. Rest there up, we go. And then he's on the he's on the road. Sweet. And the cool thing too about the eye campers is you can keep your bedding up in there. 
So you don't yeah, have the pads so and cool. the pillows and the sleeping bags and all that. Yeah. You can keep it all up in there and then and pop it up. That's yeah. one yeah. less huge dry bag yeah. you yeah. got to bring. Well, I was thinking about like... It's a mobile dry bag. Yeah. I have like a yeah. dry bag for my tent and then I have a dry bag for all the sleeping stuff. Yeah. Sleeping pads, sleeping bags, blankets. Yep. I actually have three giant dry bags. <laughs> I take my family uh, yep, part, going. party of five out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and the beer and the whiskey, you know. Really. Well, yeah. There's, well, that's, 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 that's another. That's there's two separate. coolers for that. Yeah, there's, there's, I bring a, a lot of shit, man. <laughs> People look at my like stuff and they're like, uh, you bring all that? like, yeah, that's funny. I, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> I went to float the Kenai with my son, and we're going to stay one night. And the back of the truck is still just like loaded. <laughs> <laughs> just you and him? It's just me and him. Yeah. Well, the one same, day, the same one night. gear comes yeah. if it's just you yeah. and him or you and the, entire the whole family. family. Like yeah. the cook bag still comes. Yeah. The dry bag with the, with the tent yeah, the and the stuff. Yeah, the dry box still, with the food and yeah, the, everything. Yeah, like it all still comes. So it's like it's hard to really. It's, it's more work to break it down and put it into another it, bag. It is. Grab the and, bag then, and, throw it in. and then yes. you forget shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. forget shit because you're like, oh, I pulled this out of that bag yep. kit to this kit. And like, ah, oh, man, I forgot that thing because yep. it's not with my kit. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. just throw it all in the truck. Just, <laughs> just get it in there. And that's what we're uh, like with the build process, too. It's like, you know, it's about cheers. It's about cooking equipment. It's about all of that, you know, the, the tools that go with it. And you got to think space and capacity, you know. You're looking in the back of it. You just covered it all, too. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And when you look in the back of a vehicle, you're like, all right, I got to have, you know, X amount of space for X, Y, Z, this and that, but I still want my chairs. I still want this and I still want that. So it really comes down to capacity and where you can put things and making sure things have structure and height and, yep. you know, everything's going to have a place. And so, you know, when you're doing your build, you got to look at that as an overall package of what the end looks like. And then how does everything fit perfectly? And we've had many an argument slash discussion. <laughs> Respectful discussion. Yes, there exactly. we go. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, yeah, it's, it's arguments. Are all there, was that. Logic <laughs> yeah. there was logic. <laughs> yeah, and then, but everything has a thought in place, and it comes together really nicely. And then that's that's kind of the the um, what you should look for in regards to that. So that way, when you're going out there, to your point, you know what bag has this and yeah. what has yeah. that, and yep. it's you know you're not spending two days packing for a trip. You can easily, if you've got things in place and it's already in the rig, everything has a place and it's boom, 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 and mm -hmm. you're out there having fun versus stressing about packing and going. Yep, yep. As any early marriage, getting ready, we used to fight, me and my wife, all the time before a camping trip until it all just got yeah bagged up. Streamlined. Streamlined all yep. the way. So you're not forgetting anything. Everything's set up. Yep. Yeah, because you want it all to be, like, perfect. Or close to perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget that. I want to have this seasoning. I want to have this, you know, this amount of water for the, yeah. Like, it's, it can yeah. be an area of contention, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what if yeah. you forget something, for sure. Then you're yeah. like, oh, uh, uh, yeah. 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 You forgot the oars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> As you're blowing up the stand-up paddleboard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the camp chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the, that's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. Can, you, can you camp with those trucks or those overlanders in like a regular pullout? Mm -hmm. I know there's rules and stuff like that. Like people with motorhomes aren't supposed to camp here. Is that like a different gray area? So if it's posted non-trespassing, you know. No camping. No camping. Then it's pretty open to 
camping in you know again we just we just say be respectful of private property be respectful of that you know don't camp in someone's front yard yeah you know and yeah and, and but the places that we're kind of saying for them to go to and see it that's kind of the destination is that waking up at their viewpoint you know so it's typically we're saying do Hatches Pass, go do Petersville, or go do Denali yeah. Highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's your end goal and kind of do the... F- There's a pullout at this mile marker. It's not going to be a problem. You'll yeah. have a view. Yeah. And it's like, you know, with Denali Highway, you see that it's where you can pull out to hunt, typically as a pull out to camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but different. Well, the, I mean, the question is, is like on these regular places, can does it count? that that's a camping that you're camping or are you just parking yeah. like like i'm thinking of like grayling say it is. grayling at russian river when you go all the way down there you're supposed to only park there's not supposed to be well, any motor day, homes day use, day yeah. use area mm. um things like that obviously you can't probably stay the night um but some pullouts are you allowed like would you get ticketed i'm just I so think you would if it says no camping that would be considered camping. Yeah, you got camping. a camper yeah. set up in a in a solo stove set yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, probably. But if it doesn't say no camping, yeah. That being said, I've probably driven late at night after one o'clock. You know, hidden doing the mad runs back home, and you see people in those pullouts. Not our guests, but I've seen people in those pullouts. You know, where oh yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're like, you know what, it's late. I'm just setting up anyway. Exactly, yeah. and then that, that, that's yeah. what they're for, right? In that regard, it's like mm-hmm. better someone camp out than drive yeah. tired, right? But um, oh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good point. Good point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my argument anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, you want me driving with <laughs> one eye one. open or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to get some shut eye here. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys noticed an explosion in overlanding Ooh, and people wanting to to um, maybe come into this business? Um, I know because obviously you guys, it's, it all stemmed from COVID as, as this podcast yeah did as well because exactly. we wanted to do something that um we had a lot of time on our hands and we wanted to do something where we're like away from people but still able to connect with people as your guys's business developed that way but have you seen i mean i personally have seen growth in it i'm sure you guys have seen even more than i have yeah where does it stand do you feel now is there still a lot of growth happening yeah i think so i mean this has been a interesting summer because we set off you know through june it was like wildfire you know in regards to the people wanting to do this and then of course the rain happened it kind of slowed things down um a little bit but i would say that a lot of it comes down into um people trying to find that balance in their life right and i think there was this incessant need to do the corporate grind for for a while and people are kind of doing that and i think there's a kind of culture change that's going on right now especially yeah. it's kind of forced that yeah, i think yep and where people are saying you know my time is valuable and i want to be able to do stuff with my time and uh, you know, it could be just a weekend, right? Um, but I'm going to, I live in the state and I'm going to go out there and experience what I can experience in the state. And I think overlanding kind of helps with that because it's, again, the convenience factor of, you know, you don't have to have this massive adventure every weekend. You could just jump in your vehicle and go camp at a Hatches Pass and have an amazing experience. Yeah, it doesn't have to be such a big to-do. You yeah. don't have to make reservations six months in advance. Yeah. Plan your summer out. I'm going to camp oh. here this weekend and there that weekend. Have some spot, spot spontaneity. Yeah. Spontaneity. Yeah, yeah. Spontaneity. Yeah, there you spontaneity. go. Spontaneity, yeah. Because yeah. that, that's... That balance is really, really hard, especially if you're a grinder with a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be like, okay, uh, calendar, June, June. Yeah. Pop, 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 pop. You just, yep. 
we're doing this, we're going floating, we're going fishing, we're going four wheeling. It's like you have all this stuff. Yep. But this op this option gives you like, oh, that got canceled. Now but, we can just like dr drop what we're doing and go over here. But you don't need a you don't need a camper rig. You don't right. need a truck. You don't yeah. need a car. No, you, can, you can do something that's kind of in everything. You know, you want to go yeah. four by four, and then you just tow your tow four by four right behind the same rig that you go camping in the weekend before that. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to go do a float. Same thing. You're just using the same rig yep. you're getting out to, and you're not worrying about a campsite and bringing tents because it's on the back of your vehicle. It just gives you a lot more flexibility than what you would, could do beforehand. Yeah, and, and you it, can change your plan. You yeah. can get there and be like, eh, this isn't kind of what I thought. Yeah. Let's move on to over here yeah. and then yeah. drive over there and set up shop. And, and then there's a, a saying out there, especially in the Overland World Tour as well, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Yeah. Mm. And, and I think that's kind of coming really big with people now too as well. It's like the drive there and the experience I get getting to the place is part of the process and taking mm. in the country and going to these awesome spots and seeing, you know, 10 years ago, it wasn't that long ago, you think how many people came up here, were deployed here, and didn't get to see this great state that they that they lived in when they were deployed. And then they would leave with regrets, you know. Yeah. Whereas I yeah. think there's a culture now of everyone that's kind of come up now where they're, they're wanting to experience what Alaska has to offer. They're not going to waste this opportunity. They they appreciate what is, what's around here, and they get out there and do it. And so I think that kind of goes hand in hand with overlanding and why it's gained a lot of traction is because it's about people wanting to kind of tie those together and make the most of it so yeah. well, what would you yeah, say well are said. some of the top um like maybe five states that this this type of business is thriving i'd say mostly the western states um because of the access to public lands yeah please I don't know. i'm good yeah please yeah access to public lands is a, is a big deal and so, and and I'm a firm believer in in the preservations of public lands 100%. and making sure that it is open to all public yep. as well. Yes. Know? So not shut it off to one or just put it in a little yep. globe and it, no one touches it. You know, it's about the more people that get out there and experience it and appreciate it, the more people that would raise their hand to defend it. Yep. Uh, when it when it needs to come up to as well. So. Well, that's a that's a, um, a touch a touchy subject that we've brought up before because a lot of times you're in these public lands and the same place that you can cross country ski, excuse me, cross cross English <laughs> cross country ski, yeah. you can also trap. Yeah, you know, you could ride your bike, you can uh, fly a kite, you can do all these different things, and that is the meaning of. It. And sometimes there's contentions between those groups, and you can also go four wheeler. Like I've been in places. Um, you know, not to blow up any spots where we're rolling up in four wheelers and there's guys that are hiking in that hiked in the whole time, or there's guys on their bikes, you know, where we're taking our ATVs and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that's what that guy wants to do. Yeah. And this is what we want to do. Yeah. And that's what those guys want to do. And it's all the same area. You're still accessing the same place. And it's, what's really cool that that is allowed. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's not expected the old argument of skiing versus snowboarding, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're still on the mountain. You're still enjoying it. Yep. You know, the fact that you're out there experiencing the land, having an appreciation for it, your appreciation of transportation could be differently, but you're out there respecting yep. it and appreciating the land as long as you are respecting it, you know, yes. and yeah. taking care of it. Um, I think that's a key. And then, and then many, many strokes are different, many folks, you know, just because it's the way you like to roll doesn't mean it's, that that's the way they have to roll. So be respectful of that too. Yeah, and I think whoever it's public access for a reason. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes, or, and or whoever created that, pack it in, pack it out. Yeah, um, 
theme logo brand whatever yeah. that is i don't know if that was the forestry or that was the department of fishing game like everyone knows that and everyone respects that yep. highly in alaska 100 yep. i mean i've i've been to multiple multiple areas same spots same camping spots remote spots where i know other people are enjoying when i'm not there yep. And every single time, it looks the same as I as when I left. And yeah. that I think that that's something that's important that you instill in your children, mm-hmm. that you instill in people that you take out for the first time. Be like, listen, man, we're not going to leave that steak in there because you can't get it out. Like, because the next guy is going to come and his kid's going to trip on that yeah. or things like that. Like, we're picking up trash and people that are doing these things where they're um, doing river cleanups or, um, <laughs> for example, like the bridge project. The bridge project, yeah. um, mm-hmm. the the Ship Creek, even the local Ship Creek cleanup, things yeah. like that. Like yeah. all those things are not fun. Yeah, it's not something you're like, oh, I can't wait to wake up on Saturday and go to the the cleanup. <laughs> you know, but it's those things that when you're out there and you're in this place that you enjoy, yep. like you do your oh, part. It means a lot, yeah. Yeah. and it makes you more aware too of all the trash that's out there. Yep. And the various things that get away from people, and makes you more aware of of keeping a clean space after yourselves. You I know. agree. I agree. I, I would say in the last, because <clears throat> we've been really, really, really getting out a lot in different various areas, whether it be rivers, ATV trails, hiking trails, um, hunting areas, various different areas over the last five years, really, really, really hard. And things are so clean. I don't know if they've always been that clean, but what I can say kind of to what Daniel's point was earlier, things are just like, you might see like an accidental water bottle or a a soda can that might be out there, but it's a one-off random thing you see in like five miles of trail. Yeah. It's like it wasn't on purpose. Like it bounced off the thing and they don't know. And it was a mistake. It's like someone was like, yeah, tossed it to the side. And like, no, it wasn't like that. Yeah. But things are, I I feel like collectively as a community. Coach is changing. Yeah. it, It has really become a thing. Like, if you come across something, you stop and pick it up. Yeah. Like if it's just somebody else's wrapper yeah. or trash, you pick it up anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to be in this scenic, wild, remote place and drive by and see a fucking beer can. Yeah. It's so tacky. It's like, man, this just like. And what does it cost you? Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Exercise. It's just, <laughs> and it's just not fair to leave such a negligent human impact on something yeah. unnecessarily and then you pick it up and it just I was like all right cool you know yeah done. so in general i want to say thank you thank you to all yeah, the maybe that alaskans and residents like, and, and know, even the visitors that come out and respect that 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 that, that is our culture um that's mm-hmm. that's amazing and if you see someone doing it you should say something because a little story i don't know if i ever mentioned this um, we are shithead kids. We are bad teenagers. We did a bunch of bad stuff. You guys have heard the stories if you've been listening. And one time we used to go to, we used to go to Seward. It used to be a big camping 4th of July deal. And we would bring all the tents and this was back in the mayhem days in the nineties. And it was just out of control. Mason firearms. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mason firearms and all kind of stuff. But we're on the way out, and anyone that used to go out there to Seward remembers that on the way out, on whatever the day after 4th of July and everything's over, there's 100, 150 cars parked trying to leave Seward because you're waiting for that stop sign there to, to go up uh, by Turn Lake or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Us being 
it wasn't actually me. It was a buddy of mine. Throws a can out the door. We're all stopped in this thing. This guy comes tearing out from 10 cars behind, runs up, almost kicks the windows in, makes us all get out of the car and go back and clean up. I will never, ever forget that. And since that day, I've never, ever, ever littered or done anything like that. And I've instilled in my kids and any kids I've taught for 21 years, every single kid, I make them pick up and clean up after themselves because that guy that day instilled in me, that's not how we live here. Yeah. And that was the exact words. And I was like scared to death. This is going to kill us. Yeah. And he made us get out like four dudes who were just brawling the night before, like tough kids, you know, in the sewer thing. But this one guy just came out and approached this car full of teenagers and just made us all get out of the car and a line of a hundred people and made us go all the way back and pick up that can. Good for him. And so ever since then, it's just been like, okay. Yeah, because you want to you run that road a thousand more times. Yeah. And you don't want to see a piece of trash next to it. Just makes it feel used. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it really is. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, I don't know that it just set, it's set in more like later in life. And, and the appreciation has grown more for what we have at our disposal. Mm-hmm. That you just don't want to see that kind of shit, you and know. It's, it's yeah. a and it's a tough balancing act too. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer in access, like getting access to these spots, right? Yeah, for everybody to have sure. access to. But then it's about ensuring that it's maintaining there, so that way it's as similar as what for our kids and their kids and their kids. And that's one thing I do love about the National Park Service is the fact that these national parks, which we're surrounded by, it'll be this way for. My kids, 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 kids. Yep. Yep. And understanding that that access is a privilege. Yeah. And having that mindset. It is a privilege, Brooke. Well said. That's exactly what it is. Because if we don't respect it and value it and care for it and manage it and maintenance it, Mm -hmm. um, we'll lose it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because there's plenty of folks out there that have agendas that will have us lose. You know, we, we wanted to. Before the show, we said we don't get into politics. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm not going to like scratch the surface necessarily. <laughs> I just want to say that like there are folks that want to take it away, and then yep. there are folks like BHA and and other agencies that want to help us keep it. And I'm yep. certainly all for having public access 100%. because when you say yeah. kids, 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 that's a lot of years. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yep. it, it's all here for us to preserve and enjoy for the long haul. Yep. And it's up to us to constantly, like, homie that ran up and gave you guys shit on the Seward Highway. Yeah. You know? Like, that experience. Like, I would shake that man's hand and be like, thank uh, you. Thank you so you much. You changed yeah. all four of our lives. Yeah. Just just as far as respecting what you have in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. It's major. Way to bring the podcast down. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> let's take a quick break. It's good. We're good for awareness, okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right? Sometimes we got to speak the truth out here. Exactly. AWP. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Speaking the truth. The truth. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. Bring it up. The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. 
Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. There's, there's like camaraderie out there versus like, oh, these fucking ATV guys coming through. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Like, cool. That's awesome. Nice rigs, you know? Yeah. 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 Like, appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. You know, Daniel... It was funny he mentioned that earlier because when we were, where we were sheep hunting this year, we had a group of very young folks that were hiking down about two thousand mm. uh, fifteen hundred feet below us, and uh, they couldn't see where they couldn't see us where we were at, but where they had come from, our other buddy had run into them and they had hiked this huge loop like eighty miles, this huge loop over like, man, what did he say, like seventeen days or something like that. In backpacks, yeah. Wow. I'm like, Holy crap, man! You guys hold a lot of food. Go, you guys. <laughs> yeah, and they were just kids. They were kids. They were kids with a couple of like older, you know, proteges or whatever. And uh, it was like, oh man, I was kind of bummed for them that mm. they had like done that trek, and then they like came across like a ATV trail. <laughs> but then I was like, well, but where they came and where they what they did and all, yeah. They probably welcomed a nice flat path to walk on versus like. Well, it gives them more of appreciation of where they were. Yeah, yeah, and they they didn't yeah. they didn't seem all too, um, you know, saddened or bummed about it. They were just like, this is part of their adventure and everything they'd experienced the whole thing. And yeah. so I was kind of like, oh man, I would never want to like cross contaminate mm-hmm. if I was in that position. But at the end of the day, I didn't just go through their experience, and so. But I, I kind of go back to that again to like my old tourism days. You know, there were people yeah. who would wait until <coughs> retirement age before they oh, even started traveling. That's that's whack. You know, and then so they would do their their cruise, and then <sighs> something would happen health wise. And the f- most common thing I'd hear from somebody say, "I wish I had not waited until this yep. time." And so I think that's a back to the point of overlanding and, and why it's getting mm. so popular. I think that's kind of the culture that's happening. I think the generations that have come is like, you know, a lot of parents are saying to the kids now, enjoy life, get out there, make the most of it. Yeah. You know, do it where you can. Or kids are telling their parents. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to enjoy my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's you so still need to come and work though. <laughs> you do. Yeah. yeah. If we could just have that balance. You got to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. We need some talent. So come on over here. There's job openings. But yeah. Work hard, play hard. A lot of us yeah. have yeah. job openings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Come to Alaska. Jobs I mean, we all want to yeah. play hard too, but yeah. we got to earn some money to do exactly. it. It's not cheap. Yeah. I want to get into the gear. Yeah. I want to jump into the gear. Full geek. And the way I want to approach this is. I want to have you or Brooke um, basically outline if you are a young person coming out of school, you have a little bit of money, and you want to start this build, which yeah. we know that event, it's a lot of money depending yeah. on where you want to start. Yeah. But like, what are some of the first things like that you should focus on and what would be leading up to like the ultimate bit ultimate mod ultimate build that you'd want to do i know that varies for different people depending yeah. on what you want to do but like some of the basics like you want to start with this yeah. so in order so that you can have this and how how does that look and what does that look financially so my number one response to people is you don't have to wait for the gear to get out there so the first step is get out there right and if it's camping in the back of your car and going out there and experiencing what it is with it with the you know, pulling the, the covers off your bed at home and a pillow and throwing it in the back of your car. Yeah. Just With get a Walmart out. tent? Yeah, you don't have to have No, it. in the back of his car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, in yeah, the car, yeah. That's the first, I mean, just get out there and enjoy it, right? Yeah. And then, Fold the seats down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, first one's get out there. You know, don't don't wait for this perfect build before you get out there and explore it, right? And then your build process will probably evolve as you realize what you want to do in regards to what does Alaska Adventures look like to you. Um, but then I'd say then... The nuts and the bolts, probably, you know, wheels and tires are, not even tires, but wheels for sure. Like tires, good tires are, are a big deal in regards to being able to get onto dirt roads, um, accessing into good asphalt, something that can handle any kind of conditions. Uh, rims, a suspension lift is a really good start too as well in regards to going to some of those trails, kind of going off trail a little bit to find those good camping sites. A tent is a good option too as well. Then you start looking at your cooking gear and there's a lot of options that you can kind of get. But again, every single step needs to be on that journey towards your end goal of what your build needs to be. Because back to your point, we don't we work hard for our money. Every dollar yep. that we spend needs to go to buying the right gear to get our kit together. So that way it could be something that I mean, how many of all of us here in this have a have a piece of kit that we've had since day one, right? That was yeah. a good piece of kit that is something that we're gonna have for, for it's a while. Timeless. Timeless, exactly. So, you know, that's, we're trying to, we try and coach in regards to buy once, cry once, but also that this is a critical part of your gear, you know, and, and it's comes down to, um, you know, how would you, how would you, what would you say would be first on your, on your list from the overland inside of it would probably be storage and, and storage solutions would be good. Something with kind of arrangement, organize. Kitchen stuff. Kitchen stuff. Kitchen stuff's important to me. Yeah. A good stove. Oh, yeah, Having a good stove. Um, we upgraded in our rigs. We use the um, five gallon, five pound bottles. They're like the um, <laughs> bottles that you have in your pro, your tank at uh, your little at home, but they're yeah. mini size. Mm -hmm. The propane. And so that'll last for two weeks. Our people that go out for two weeks, they'll use the same bottle for the two weeks, and then to refill it, it's only a couple bucks. Yeah. Versus those, Perfect. you know, little yeah. Coleman canisters, the that green are ones. Rolling. Yeah, they're always yeah. rolling around in the back of the car, and you never know how many you need. And is it what gonna do you run put out in that? Like five pounds. 
It's five pounds. It's five pounds. Yeah. I just bought one. Um, one gallon or five pounds. Yeah, I just bought one at AIH this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I have like the 20 pounder I've been dragging around. I'm like, yeah. man, this is like way overkill. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and now you, I'm going to. If you're cooking, it'll last for seven days, 10 days. Least, yeah. Oh, that's great shift. to know. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah those little it. things yeah. pack a punch. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've got it set up like it goes in a milk crate, and then yeah. it's got all the stuff that's going to go with like the accessory hose, and oh, I'm going to have yeah. it all packed in there. The old milk crate. Yeah. So I got to like more <laughs> store, storage solutions, Brooke. Yes. yes. That's oh, huge. That like that people is. think like I need this gear for this like no. application, and yeah. you do. You need it. You need a tent. Yep. You, if you're going to go four buying, you need the lift, you need tires. Yep. You might need a winch. <laughs> yeah. Maybe those uh, max tracks. Yep. You know, the max tracks. Maybe a light bar. Maybe a. Yeah, right. Uh, but storage solutions are huge, man. And I, I find that to be a uh, challenge because I'm the guy that brings a lot of shit. So, like, I'm bringing it, like, one way or the other. Like, I'm bringing it. And so I'm constantly, the challenge is, like, how to pack it tighter, smaller, and that's what we More look at for, for yeah. convenient like, too. Yeah, we did the first thing we did with drawer systems because you you know you got height, you got space, and the drawer system allows you to put more things and give organization. Drawer? Yeah, drawer yeah. systems. Give okay. Structure to it. Yeah, okay. those under, that was under the refrigerator. Yep. Those those yeah. Yeah, yep. there's AOB has some solutions. Front Runner has some really good solutions that are out there. That are custom made decked systems has got a really good mm. system for the yep. back of trucks, which is really economical way to, to go. Rugged out. too. Very rugged, waterproof too as well. If yep. it's going to be exposed to the elements, mm. plus it's got a little measuring tape at the end of it, so you can measure your fish if you want to. Well. Oh, that's not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that one back. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even going to make the gram. Yeah. <laughs> And then at that point, then it's a canopy, right? If you've got a truck or if you've got an SUV, then, you know, you're thinking about what is going to be then, what am I using the vehicle for? Again, in purpose. Um, you know, everyone here likes coolers and people are diehard fans on coolers until they have a fridge. And, and then at that point, it's then a game then changer. It's a game changer and they never yeah. go back. But then there's challenges with that. As soon as you put a fridge, you really need to have a secondary battery system, which mm. allows you then mm. to kind of camp in sight and you can use it that battery will keep that fridge going for four days, five days, you're on camp, even longer if you put solar into it. Um, and then, you know, at that point, you're charging, uh, you know, everyone's got a device with them now. No one has a, a, a phone that needs to be charged, right? And, and then you need to have a, a drone or you need to have, a, um, you know, any kind of camera that you have with you at any point in time, and then it'll be charged. And so all that goes yeah, on. Everything has to be charged. Yeah, and Your headlight. Your that head leads yeah. me to think, on those eye campers and that stuff, is there yeah. like a way to plug in a charger? There is. Yeah. There is. Okay. Like a USB port? Yeah, you, you can run it through into there and use them mm. to a battery. So okay. It's got a little pass-through for it to go oh, into. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, they right, thought about on, that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then hole. really their, their rooftop tent, that next step, is really a dis, it's a it's a lifestyle choice in regards to that that vehicle that you want it for and i'm using my vehicle to get camping i'm going to use my vehicle to, to go out to these places and then so that rooftop tent gives you an option and then you know it's could be on an suv it could be on we put on so many subarus on those little minis mm -hmm. yeah know, you saw argos, argos. You argos. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not yet. I wish they had. Yeah. <laughs> not, not quite. Yeah. But it's a build process and you don't, Maybe you a know, Bronco and too. there's no set step that's out there you should use for anybody. It's really about how you're going to use your vehicle and what you're going to use it for. Um, and, you know, it's it could be just like right now, we've, everyone's coming in asking for lights. It's getting dark outside, so everyone's mm. looking for LED lights and, and uh, looking for light bars. And, and that's kind of how they're utilizing their vehicle right now. It's getting dark. It makes the most complete sense. It's, da it's dangerous out there. Moose are coming around. Um, and just you're thinking through that way too as well. Tire season's coming up on us pretty fast too as well. 
Uh, so it's all about utilizing your vehicle and making sure that, that everything is going to that step. So, Do you guys rent the Overlander stuff in the winter? We we haven't yet. Um, is it because of people haven't wanted to rent it, or is it because you're winterizing them and they're not offered? It's, it's um, a little bit of both. Yeah. Not a lot of demand. We've had a few people with requests. Um, but really the equipment isn't ideal in the super cold temperatures. So, um, we're happy renting through end of November and then starting up again in March. We've okay. got one rental coming up in November. That's pretty late. Um, yeah. 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 And I don't know how much they're going to be camping and maybe some, a lot of it's just for using the vehicle. I think yeah. you can camp in rooftop tents through to end of November, I feel. Yeah. It's just, it's that, um, that, and you can go, you know, you can put insulation, you can do diesel heaters, you can do 12 volt electric blankets. You can do little, oh, wow, little buddy yeah. heaters. You could do blankets. just the wiggies sleeping bag. 100%, yeah. <laughs> like the OGs. <laughs> With the booties. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot you can do if you if that's your cup of tea, right? And yeah. to it. I got kids, so therefore I'm like, you know, I could do that. Whether my kids would do it and enjoy it is a different situation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I asked because we, we are, my family and my son and I and Brandon and his family were really into ice fishing. Yeah. And these things happen after November. Yeah. They happen between December yeah. and, and March. Oh, man. And like to be able to rent a rig to go to Lake Louise and not yeah. have to get a cabin and be able to have everything there with the fridge and all yeah. that stuff and all the cooking stuff yeah, and all yeah, that. Everything's and maybe there. throw a buddy heater or something in there or yeah. have some really good sleeping bags. Yeah. It just... I don't know if you guys have thought about that. And it just was like, I'm we, looking at it like for the things I like to do. Obviously, I'm not a tourist. So I'm trying to do other crazy things yeah. like that. I'm just wondering, is it capable? Yeah, very. Absolutely. it's capable for it for sure. And we're looking at that for our next round of vehicles too as well. When we're looking at, um, we're looking at doing a, well, it's not official yet, so I don't know if I can say, but. Oh, well. we got top ten. <laughs> we're, we're Spill at, the beans. We're looking to do a Tundra, which we want to do with the new Tundra, uh, and then oh, we'll do an AU cab on on the back of that too as well, which has got that pop up camper inside of it, and then looking at building it in a way that this would be four season capable. Yeah. Uh, mm. So that way it would have a um, you know a heater inside of it, which would have an alternative fuel source. It'd be a full size truck too. It would be mm -hmm. a full size truck. You know. We're specking wheels in regards to studded wheels during the off season too, as mm. well. Making yeah. sure that because the biggest thing is for me is like if I'm if I'm putting the vehicle out, I want to make sure that it is fully capable of it, and that people who are trusting us. I have an idea. Yes, please. You build it. Yes, I'll take it out. Hundred percent. You test it, and out. I'll tell you how it works. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> With the ability to do the full troubleshoot and the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that that's what I think about like the reality of scenarios of a guy taking one of these rigs out yeah. in January, February, where it could be twenty eight degrees in the day, and then it can drop to like. 25 below at night you have these like crazy temperature swings yep. where you're outside using the stuff and like you couldn't just in my mind I, w I wouldn't just like leave the stove open in like when it's freezing cold and you got frost settling and all that i feel like it would take a person that like has had some yeah. good winter camping experiences yes. to know that like gear doesn't quite function and respond yeah exactly. the same way when it's 62 degrees yeah. as when it's 
10 degrees or colder. Yeah. And I think that would be part of the process of like, all right, if this is something you want to do, let's have a conversation with it. Let's see yeah. what your skill level is, yeah. comfortable yeah. Where this you've been, yeah. how you, yeah. you know, do you, what kind of experience you got. You kind of want to know a little bit of that, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and we'd walk through like, hey, here's what the vehicle is capable of. Here's what the tent's capable of. We make sure that you're fully understanding of what you're getting into too as well. And then if this works for you, works for us, then, then okay, that's a different conversation. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you, you know. You sound excited to do this. Yes. It sounds like a challenge. <laughs> well, I love building rigs. I yeah. love I love building a, a rig that's capable for somebody's wishes and desires, right? I would and love then, the ultimate ice fishing rig. Done. All right, let's sit down and talk. <laughs> yeah, right. with the ice house? Yeah. Ooh, Josh likes it, yeah. too. Ice house? I just think that that is, maybe you guys yeah. should think about that because it is really getting big. Ice fishing is really getting big out yep. here. And, Something to make it easier because you're dragging the sled cut, cut with, a, with out, the ice the house and all the stuff. And like you Tom's go to like Minnesota good. or Wisconsin or Michigan and oh, they yeah. got this, these things like oh, yeah. they're towing a house behind them. Yeah, satellite TV. Yeah. But like, I just think like, wow, this so you, you could be park, next. You can park vehicles on, on the lake, I'm sure. Right? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. You oh, can yeah. camp yeah. out there yeah. and do yeah. all kinds of stuff. So this yeah. is a no-brainer. I mean, so the awning, you put an awning, you do the sidewalls on it, and then you put a heat source into it, boom, done. I tell you what, man, you guys should come out for a night at Big Lake. Yeah. We'll go out there. Done. Drop lines, have a fire, grill some food. Educate us. Test it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, it'd right. be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, they, <laughs> that, the that would be... application. If you can get the vehicle out there, 100%. Everything would yeah. be in the base on the vehicle. You can easily get a heat source out there. You can put yeah. an awning on the side of it, do some sidewalls, boom. The AWOP. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> open the up, AWOP? Open the up AWOP. the side doors, just grab everything, grab some hot dogs, grill out. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah, like yeah some heaters in there. Like, so you even have you your rods and reels on yeah. one of those rack systems yeah. you got. Yeah, you open the door, you're like, mm, I need the heavier rod yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. You're on to something, Daniel. You can do that. Okay, 100%. Nice. Right. Let's do it. Okay, well, that one's free. Let's <laughs> <laughs> build, let's build a taco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we covered like the dream mod, possibly. Yeah. I want to pull up yeah, that picture that that um, that Josh sent. I think Josh sent me here really quick. Oh no. Um, oh, the guy's power wagon. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Where can I find that real quick? Can I look it's that on up? A, real it's quick? on Instagram, I think. Yeah. It's on uh, your guys' page. Yeah. Okay. Total truck or Alaska Overlander? Total truck. Total truck. Total truck. Okay. That Subaru, nothing against Subarus. There Ooh. it is. Holy cow! Oh, that's the finished product. Yeah, there should be a reel. We did a couple of reels on it too, as well. Got solar panels, the whole nine. Yeah. Wow! So that okay, was explain a, to us what we're looking at here. <laughs> so this is seventy fifth edition. And Dodge. pull that mic up close. If you're going to turn up, just yeah. turn that thing right in there Where'd so we can talk me? about it. So seventy fifth edition Dodge Ram. This this uh, really cool story behind the owner on this. He's got. Family that he really cares for, he's looking to do this grand adventure. There's a lot of good history behind the reason why he did this build, which mm. personal, I won't go into it. But um, he uh, wanted to really just build it out for this this capability. So this is a rig that you can go from Alaska all the way down to Chile. Uh, and that's kind of the intent of it. Okay. So, Full know. South North South America trip. Yep, exactly. And, and then also while he's in Alaska, utilizing it for Alaska. Yep. Um, and so what was built with started with the uh, LU cabin, which is the uh, the main feature that you can see right there, the, the pop up tent and the cabin, all in one unit. 
Um, and uh, he's pretty much got every single bell and whistle that you you can do with OU cabin. So he's got solar on it. That's what this is. Is this this is solar? Yep. Solar what is panel. this? Is this diamond plate? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is. Yep. And then you it's can a camper top. Yep. Yep. The cool thing about the OU cabs too, as well, is that you can actually put um, kayaks on top of it and do a bike and open the tent up all in one fell swoop too as well. Okay, it still stays attached to it all. Yep. Can yeah, you put a four wheeler on there? Don't think you can. Not yet. It's a lot of height. <laughs> to get up to it but you know enough ramp we can maybe 2026 i mean it's built can you imagine it's youtube built, videos yeah. of that <laughs> the truck runs oh, that's a rabbit hole man people loading up atvs on trailers and trucks yeah, yeah. Oh. crane yeah yeah oh boy um so and then inside of it we did a full goose gear interior too as well which i'm thinking some of the other pictures and then so that's a modular system that enables you to do functionality and storage. You can do water systems in it. You can do heating systems in it. You can do full electrical. There's Josh working away in it. So, yeah, that just kind of that video right there you've seen is a, is a build process. It came through as a stock vehicle with a huge pile of parts down there. Yeah, and the boxes just lined up in front of it. <laughs> and then in, in the week that we had it, we turned it into this an, an adventure rig. So new bumpers, winches, um, you know, a snorkel system that we put into it too as well. Didn't need a lift because this power wagon had enough of a lift as it was with it. Yeah. But mm -hmm. did wheels and tires. And What does uh, that run stock, like a 33 Pretty much, they can do up to thirty sevens, I think, on with with the on stock a factory lift. power. Yeah, power I, can they wow. go up to forties, Josh? I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't think it can go up to forties. But it's thirty sevens. Yeah, the wheel wells will tuck the tires up in there, and they yeah. can okay. And it's more the bumpers give you some capacity too, as well. Yeah, that snorkel kit is awesome. Sick. Yeah, Josh's forte. That is like, man. I mean, there's like no. There's no line the running here. Guy. It's just like right in, right there. Yep. I love well, that. It, it takes a lot of goal to like. It's clean. Cut a mm. brand new like eight hundred and fifty dollar fender. It takes a lot of confidence in the like, customer to give it to us too as well. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like all of it. Yeah. Like all of it's like the collective decision. Like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. take a grinder and cut the hole in this brand spanking new panel. Yeah. And it's a, but it's, it looks, it's a, it's looks a, factory. It it's an exciting beautiful. process, right? Yeah. When you're going through the whole design concept, right? What do you want it to be? How, what are you looking at? What's the framework of what it is? What's the end goal of how it is? And then, you know, this was right in the midst of COVID shortage of supplies. So we're trying Yeah, to, everything's hard to get. Yeah, and we're creating new dealership agreements too as well while we're doing this because, again, it's good products that we believe in. And this is from the IU caps from South Africa. AEV is also from South Africa too as well, the brand. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're, they're coming into the U.S. and they've got dealership agreements. So you're trying to formulate that, um, get the um, – you know, shipping to Alaska is another fun thing too, as well as we all know. Oh yeah, we'd love that. Yeah, and so it's a it's a a lot of what we're trying to find in, in the when we're doing the research and the brands is that we're finding good products that are quality products for a good price, uh, and then reaching out to them, and, and then uh, you know they typically would not ship to Alaska, and finding ways to make that work and get them up here, and then give them access to people too, as well is key. Yeah. What is this um this back part this uh cab or whatever that is what what brand is that that's that's all one unit yeah that's one unit is that's the, all one thing yep it's a lu it's a lu cabin is what they call it so it's, like smart cap but this is the other brand yeah LU, okay yeah all you alu cab cab alu dash cab yep dash okay cab, yeah and then the tent is their brand of their tent correct yep it's okay. a pop-up uh tent yep and so what is this little thing inside right here 
that is an awning. So it's a 270 awning. So that would open up and give you full coverage from that front point all the way through to the back door where it opens up. Okay. So if you can scroll through some of the other pictures, I think. We've got some. Is there more pictures there? Should, maybe some other post. Let me see here. Maybe this one? No. No, that's a Ford. Is it there with the Ford? Oh, actually, you could have that one up there. Right, right there? No, right there. Uh, this guy? My ugly mug. Yep. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Are you going to... Um, switch yeah, switch around here. Oh, nice. This is like finished, finished. Oh, wagon, beautiful color, 75th edition. Uh, we just finished doing phase one of this with an AEV snorkel. This is the same truck? You, Kevin. Yeah. You see a shower cube up there. We have some Renergy solar, 200 watt solar on the top. Let's turn it really awesome. Phase one of some exciting phases coming up here. As you can see, the IU table is underneath right here. And there's a 270 awning. I love how that opens up wide like that. Panel, wow. Panel, wow. It's a fold down table, GP more money panel. Drop slide, GP factor, money panel. We've got the mission panel back there as well. Up through into the air and then and you come into the top. Plenary wiring for the second step. With the house battery. See the water tank right water there tank. with the canvas pod. It's such a great system. So just to go up, what we're going to do is Whoa. go up through into here, into the top bed. Molly panels on the back. See the water system spare. right there? Yep. And just top this off, we have the AEV rear bumper package too as well. Have a look at these. Oh, that bumper is the oh, same brand amazing. as yeah. the camper. Great build. Uh, different Great brand, AEV. Yeah. AUV. okay. Yeah, really nice. It's our first cabin of two that we've got slated this month. So we'll see you the next one. That's beautiful. Is that the, <laughs> um, the one you're telling me that's aluminum? Yep. Yeah, I like that. I love how those panels on the side open up so wide and so big. You could literally put a box in there. You can do. Yeah, it's awesome. And then we've got uh, mozzie panels that we put inside them too as well, so that way you can open them up and have the mosquito nets and not worry about the mosquitoes coming through. Yeah. yeah. So if someone um, decides like, hey, I want this set up and things are in stock, yeah. what does a build like that take? Like how much time? Uh, for that build, it took us a full week to oh, do that one. Oh, that's not bad. No, and that was, that was a whole crew for a full week, putting the canopy on top of it, doing the electrical work, and then um, you know, doing all the water, and everything kind of comes in boxes, and we just kind of build it all together in place. And then it's a lot of it's that detail in regards to making sure that everything seals properly and making sure that everything fits properly. Yeah. Uh, and it was a and we, we wanted to take our time because this was our first one that we'd done in Alaska, and uh and it's a learning experience too as well. So again, take your time, work with the crew. Everyone's learning through the process. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the end result, I think the customer is amazingly happy. We're very proud in regards to how it turned out. Yeah. Uh, and we just did another one this weekend too as well. And we've got a 6.5 LU cab on stock here right now too as well. And then we've got some LU canopies too as well, uh, which are just the basic canopies like the smart cap. Okay. We've got uh, one Tacoma five foot and two Gladiator in stock too as well. So. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Pausing for the gram. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shot in there. <laughs> yeah, so this thing is really taken off, huh? Yeah, it, it has. And it's uh, it's that balancing act of um, 
Yeah, you're trying to do a business, of course, uh, and and the business model is really trying to take care of customers and and yeah. and, and doing really cool builds and unique builds, um, and and then also you know it's doing the the wheels and the tires and the lighting and all of that too as well every day and making sure that we're just delivering quality product uh, and making sure that we're kind of making people's rigs the personal for for them and and it's that's a rewarding part of it when you you know has someone come through and they're excited they've put a lot of dollars and time and effort and thought in regards to their vehicle and you know we're just here to kind of help them make that experience happen so yeah it's a that's a it's a cool part of it and that's what gives us reward um, is, is there some uh, some shout outs for the team yeah absolutely well mike josh all the crew uh wayne uh jackson you know we've got uh, we've got some amazing crew and then we've got tyler taylor in the front too as well so we've got a good crew of yeah, over good team. over 100 years of experience and you know everybody cares and everyone's passionate and uh you know they get they get geek out in regards to gear and uh and just do uh, amazing stuff every day so you know it's we um reputation's key we're a small state uh, and, and we're we're a small business, right? Yeah. Even though the business has been around for twenty years, um, we've we've been owners in it for the last the last year, um, and uh, you know it's it's uh, really key for us to make sure that uh, you know we have a good reputation in, in this in, in this industry and in, in the state. Um, and the only way you can do that, especially if you've got a brand name that's been around there for a while, is you know delivering it every day on, on every every vehicle. Yep. So we. We make mistakes, but we step up, we own them, and, and we make sure that customers walk out happy. But, uh, you know, you make sure that you do everything you can do, and I'll make sure there's mistakes in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, Let's you're always making, oh, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. You're always making or recreating relationships with people that may have had experience with a company that's been around for 20 years. Yeah. A business. Yeah. So I said it before the show, we were talking, we we're looking down in the showroom and looking at everything. You know, I have a little bit of history with Total Truck. You do. And uh, it's really, really just so enlightening to see its kind of rebirth, hmm. um, if you will. <clears throat> I say that respectfully in in the you know previous owner and, and guys that worked there and did their thing. Um, but you guys have given it a facelift and a, a fresh perspective. And, and I think it's... A perfect match how you guys integrated it with the overlanding and then the additional new products and cool new stuff that comes into play so you know you can sell left lift kits and light bars and brush guards and yeah. like you know leds and all that stuff but you know you're talking about like front runner cutlery sets yeah. you know you showed us <laughs> yeah let's let's jump right into that you've got I mean, so like, much cool so stuff much in cool here stuff the yeah. the i mean the toe straps the yeah the um uh, well, let's just pull them out. I mean, he actually like, physically brought them up here. First, let's start with what we got up here. Yeah. Obviously, awesome merch, uh, Alaska <laughs> Overlander. Yeah, real real quick. Hold on. Before you start, there's some in the front. Spices. What, what do we got here real quick? So those are Overland Spices. And uh, <coughs> okay. a, a very small company. And uh, I, I, I found them because it's it's very themed in regards to what we do. But take a look at some of the names and read those. Yeah, out. Snorkel. Yeah. All right. Seafood Differently. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. Dad the joke, dad joke there. <laughs> <laughs> the intensity you've been missing. Yeah. Triple locked. Yeah. It goes over everything. Yeah. So pretty cool. All yeah. right. Just All just right, a, just something unique and unique yeah. and different, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. and then try those out for it. sure. I love it. Uh, yep. What's this box, man? What is that thing? This is a. It's a, really heavy, by the way. It is. I feel like that thing's like thirty pounds. So again, there's like space, right? And you're talking about space, and you yeah. look at like the yiddies that are out here, and <laughs> it's heavy, isn't it? <laughs> It is heavy. <laughs> so it's a Dometic. It's a. Um, it's pretty much a portable power unit. 
Right. Okay, and like so, a battery. Yeah, exactly. And you've seen those other ones that are like five hundred to a thousand style uh, wattage. This is uh, eight fifty, I think, is what it is, and it's in the package of one that's about the size of a five hundred. Um, so it's a really compact unit, and we're talking about space and how things fit in your vehicle. This is an awesome setup that we've got for for that. So you can power your fridge. This will power a fridge for four days. Yeah, fully charged. Fully charged. You know, wow. Whereas most of those systems will probably drain in about a day or two. Oh, yeah. Yep. So this gives you a good capability. Now, the price point goes with that, but again, it's that package yeah. box point. And yeah, what's you your, know. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's your application? What the extreme that you're putting your yeah. stuff to? And you don't have right? to go with this. You know, no. if you want to go with another option, we've got plenty of options that find that price point and space and I'm everything. Ice fishing. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, what yeah. about this? So this is a, a if you're looking at doing that dual battery system, so if you're really having somewhere where, like for us in our rental rigs, we want to make sure that when people go to start the vehicle, it turns over, right? And there's a lot of 12-volt needs that we've got on our vehicles mm. when it's sitting uh, in, in camp. You know, you've got scene lighting, you've got um, your fridge system itself, you've got charging, you've got uh, water systems in our Tacoma. Yeah, and pumps we, and everything going. Exactly. And mm -hmm. we just didn't want uh, it to be, you know, any issue when, when the customers are out there and trying to start their vehicle. So if that's you, if that's something you want to do in regards to 12-volt, this is the most economical options by Red Eye because it's based a, a company out of um, Australia. And what this has here is this is a, an isolator. It's a charger. It tricks the battery. It tricks the... Uh, alternator into um you know smart alternators nowadays they change the level of voltage that it gives the car to the, the minimum that it needs mm -hmm. what this will do is this will trick the alternator to upcharge and then charge your house battery um, it also has in there a solar regulator too as well so if you do want to do solar it's already pre-built into this you don't have to worry about a separate different unit too as well get um, red arc get red shift arc. over and start charging the batteries yeah, correct. And then so it's smart enough to figure out what it needs to do. So like if you're driving and you connect it to solar, it'll pull the most greenest power first. So it'll pull solar first and then it will supplement using the uh, alternator of the battery too as well. Alternator of the car. Really cool system. That was the setup you had in the... Um, Ninana. Ninana yeah. on that yeah. main battery. Yeah, correct. On the front. Okay. It works. Is it bigger than what was on that one? That's a 40 amp. we kind of gone to that now because we like to overkill our builds. Okay. <laughs> so. Just to make sure the power's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I, I just, man, I not to go off the, the, the gears, I just feel like you can design all this stuff to provide, you know, amps and voltage and all this stuff, but, yeah. like, not to, like, drive this into the ground, but Alaska, like, conditions seem to put all that stuff, like. To test. To test, 100%. like whatever it says, it's rated for. Like yeah. eh, I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, we're, like it, we're also at the end of a supply chain too, as well, right? So we we all understand the uniqueness of oh, a part, very, very true, a part going down and having to wait two days at a minimum, and that's overnight shipping to get things up to us. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. We understand if you that you can get it, it even then. Yeah, and then yeah. also too, and and I don't want to be dramatic here, but worst case scenario, it can't be life and death or being a really uncomfortable experience if you're out mm. somewhere and you're relying on gear that just doesn't cut it. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, having good gear that you can trust and rely on is, is really important too as well. So, you know, not buying the, the junk that's off of Amazon because it's the cheapest thing that's out there, you know, doing research in, into your gear, finding the right gear for you and making sure that everything makes sense in regards to your build and things aren't conflicting with itself too as well is key. And if it can last 120 nights or a year or whatever yeah. it is, I mean, you're yeah. talking like this stuff's getting a workout. It is, yeah. 
Like way, like you, it's funny you put it in perspective how, how many times will you use it if it's just a personal use item? Yeah. Like 12 to 20 times a year if you're yeah. like die hard. Yeah. That's yeah. like a die, die, die hard guy. Mm-hmm. That's yep. not even. Yeah. Scratching it. Yeah. Versus and what it's getting like on a rental basis. Exactly. Yeah. And right? then, and then, you know, our vehicles average probably, you know, as I said, about 120 nights. And then they're coming back and we now purposely have given ourselves two days for a turn because we were trying to do the grind overnight. And it's a lot of work mm. to, to turn a vehicle overnight. Oh, What's your oldest son's really name again? Corbin. Corbin. Yeah. Corbin. She give, we give him a big <laughs> shout out for sure. Big shout out. <laughs> we had him out the outside at 11 o'clock at night cleaning yeah. cars. And, yeah. and our neighbors joke because, you know, he is watching. Literally, the power washer comes on and they hear the. the, yeah. the, the and they, oh, Corbin's grinding out again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Keep it up, Corbin. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dedicated. 100%. Yep. Uh, so tell us about the Front Runner brand because yeah. it seems like Front Runner has a lot of different things. Um, I was very impressed with this like kitchen kit thing. Yep. What yep. is it? What is this exactly called? Um, what is it's it? called the utensil set. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know who's in charge. It's her passion. Yeah. yeah. No, this one's my favorite. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. Front um, Runner is a really, it's a company based out of South Africa and they just have done a really good job at making sure that their gear is well. And actually they're a roof rack company is what their background it's is. It's got a damn cutting board. Come on. Yeah, exactly. And a bottle opener. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Gotta have that. So this is a, a fold-away <laughs> kit because, again, space is huge, right, in regards to that. And then also all the gear in one place. Like, you may not need a cutting board or you may not need a sharp oh, bread knife. Need 50 pounds of onions over here. He <laughs> <a cutting> <laughs> yeah. But you, you got one kit that covers Oh, it we're all. going camping? You can still cut your onions. Yeah. Yes. It folds up really tiny. And, and then also at a glance, too, you can see what's missing. So you're at campsite and you're trying to hustle up. You're trying to find that fork. You know what I mean? Trying to find that knife. You're just hustling. Yeah, there. that this is way cool. Yeah. Really cool. Because it has everything that my cook bag has. Yeah. Except for I've got like plastic GSI yeah. forks and knives that are mixed, like rubber banded together. My At the bottom of your tote? Yeah. I don't have a. I don't have a. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a slick bag. Yeah. Like no. This. I mean, I got like a cutting board, but it's tiny and like. Oh, it's got these hooks too. So you yeah, just so you can just hang it up, and it's all right there. Oh, come on. If you have Molly panels, you just hang it, so then it's just there and ready to go. Is this the actual price? Uh huh. For the whole thing? Yeah. What? Yeah. 75 bucks? Fully cut it out. Wow. Damn. Really? That's really the good. The knives? Yeah. In the, wow, okay. Yeah. Is there tongs in there? Ooh. Does not have tongs. Good no, job. He I, found the hole. Yeah. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, you know, pack your own tongs. Almost sold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The yeah. tongs is what it was. Tongs, yeah. and there's no can opener, too. Mm-hmm. We had Ooh. renters point that out last year, so we had to add yeah. a can opener. Shout out to Kevin yeah. from last overland. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, but well, now it's in the rest of our pack, so yeah. Well, front runner. Front yep. runner two, truck. Yeah. Front runner two coming out. soon. <laughs> <laughs> Alaska version. <laughs> the Alaska version. Yeah. They're, they're w roof. slash tongs. Exactly. <laughs> their their roof racks are just on point. They're a modular system, so they're designed for every kind of vehicle that you can think of. Um, and then there's pretty much every modular kit that you can think of. They've got X racks. They've got. Uh, spades. They can do tent mounts. I've got awning mounts. I've got um, uh, ski uh, fishing pole holders, uh, canoe holders, mm, all of propane, all bottle, all propane mounts. bottle mounts. You, I mean, oh. they just amaze me in regards to kind of the, the expansive options that they add pretty much yeah. every single season, and just constantly innovating, constantly adding different markets, and um, 
the modularity of it too. So again, back to the earlier point, may not be your need, but there's a need that's suited in regards to this too as well. So I need yeah. this. You need that? <laughs> no, that thing's cool. That yeah. that thing's like the perfect addition to, um, you know, we have our own version of a cook bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have these big heavy duty, um, like DWR, like North Face, you know, yeah. thick stitch yeah. duffel bags. Yeah. I forget what they're actually like. Um, model names are but you know he's got his big coleman cook stove i'm mine's a little more compact with the folding go yep it's got a, one propane can it's got can opener and tongs there you go <laughs> um pretty much all that you know i got a cast iron skillet i got the whole nine in there did we do a gear thing on that we did we did uh, we did our, our cook have bag. you got to that yet josh the cook bags episode you have okay so it's you passed on okay, that. Okay, so it's bo- it's no, before. It. No, oh, it's before oh. twenty seven. Like before episode twenty seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but no, I mean, I yeah. just think about like this can compress and fold and like get right in there, and I yeah. can oh, still 100%. zip it up, and yeah. I don't have to have all that stuff in the yep. the roof bag part that kind of makes it all bulky. And <laughs> Mine's weird. just in a ziploc bag sideways; it doesn't even close. Yeah. All the knives. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's just like, a nightmare. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. just, it's just a, like everything's in one kit. It's the air yeah. boom bag. Yeah, that thing is really you know cool. when something's missing, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. missing gap there with the Especially steak knives. Two days of, of turning the vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Um, this chair. Yeah. The front runner expander chair. This thing is amazing. As every Alaskan, every single, I see people bringing these chairs. We are still on the Fred Meyer seven ninety nine. Red up. fold up red chair. You get them we, for seven ninety nine still? I, I don't oh. know the ones I bought back in. You know, <laughs> actually, someone broke one this past weekend. Um, you know, you can't push up like this. You know, yeah, off the no, chair, no, just no, bends no. it. No. Well, and at, and at my largest weight, I was 350 pounds, and I sat on these things all day long, and they sat, they sat and, my weight. And really? for the people that are just listening, this chair is literally maybe the size of, when it's fully packed up, what would you say? It's the size of... Uh, seat cushion. A seat, seat cushion, cushion less yeah. than that, I yeah. think. Yeah. A thin seat like a cushion. Lar- like a large laptop computer, almost. Like yeah. Yeah. Okay, like there a, you go. There you go. Like a, lar- com- like a large, large laptop computer case. Yeah. Looks like, like the case. case. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then it folds out to a regular big big boy chair that you see that people have the fold out table and all that stuff. And it does have a cup holder. It does. It does. Yep. And a phone holder. Oh. And I didn't notice that part. <laughs> no yeah, phones, I sat phone down camping. in that down in the parking lot and I'm like Surprisingly oh shit, comfortable. This is like like yeah, my steady. old trusty fat butt chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, in some of those chairs you sit into, you're like, I'm just gonna find the right position to be in, you know, otherwise yeah. I'm gonna tip over with and this. I'm not gonna get up. Yeah. I, I do think that that would take up a lot less space than the chairs that we Oh bring. man, if you brought four or five of those, they all fold up and stack, stack. and yep. yeah. Yeah, like fit that. down in little narrow crevices, which we like. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. like, you know, Brandon and I and the people we hang out with, we're doing raft trips. We're doing ATV trips. Mm-hmm. The space is ultra limited. Yeah. But we're wagons. still bringing the family and all the kids. You still need four chairs. You still need the full camp kit. You still yeah, need, you need the kitchen sink for sure. Everything out there. And, and just the way we are always looking for ways to minimize um, space usage and something that's going to last more yeah. than the Fred Meyer yeah. chair, Longevity. which who cares? You know, you break it, you burn it and then yeah. you buy another one, yeah. you know, <laughs> but the, uh, and the cool thing about this, they come up, don't do home, that. They have, right. a, they have a fixed kit too, as well. So they have a fixed kit that you can do and rebuild everything if you need to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Parts. So, oh, so you kit. don't just burn it. No, no. Okay. Good to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> When you run out of fire, would you burn the chairs? You haven't heard this, Craig? 
<laughs> these chairs pack out the like frame the, though. Just like the tents, these chairs get a lot of use. Yeah, yeah. A lot of use. there's a lot totally. of behind sitting in these chairs yeah. constantly all summer long, and we haven't had any problems. No, no. And what's, it, what's the cost of that chair? Uh, Do we have a price on that? I think. The, yeah, thank you. Um, and then also they have a little cover too as well that comes with them. So yeah, a little uh, carrying case. Carrying case. Did he say it? the price? I didn't hear. Him. Oh, he's looking, yeah, it up. Yeah, oh yeah. he's looking it up. I was trying to fill the space until we found it. Okay, 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 <laughs> gotcha. But any, it doesn't matter because I've seen people buy these Yeti chairs that are, what, $280? Yeah, $300. Bucks, yeah. That's oh. some soccer mom yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah. yeah, it's not that. I haven't actually seen a Yeti chair in person yet. I have. There's one. I don't want to bust them out, but there's one guy on my kid's soccer team. The dad brings the chair every He's, time. He went for it, huh? And every yeah. time I'm I looking at him, like, I'm like, man, this guy's really utilizing that chair. That's pretty nice. I might <laughs> have to burn this one. That's part of, like, <laughs> part, of these, part of these products, too, as well. We're trying to, I mean, shipping to Alaska, if you buy from Front Runner Direct, is, mm. it's, it's, in some cases, before we started working, they didn't even ship to Alaska. Because right. it's a South African company? You, well, they're based in, they've got a Californian office too as well. And okay. Headquarters. And so they, but they just, it was just, it, they just didn't ship enough. Like it wasn't kind of in their model. So yeah. therefore they had these core products that just couldn't get it there in a way that just made sense. They're going to UPS and going to ship it individually. Um, and so when we, we approached them, we're trying to, 80, $80, $80 for the chair. Yep. I spent that on those Fred Meyer chairs already. Yep. Man, the price mm -hmm. point on something so... Well, yeah, the cry, like, the, the buy one, cry once thing is yeah. Important. No, I'm not saying that's expensive. In my mind, that's not expensive. It's a reasonable for the product. When I when yeah. I think about like yeah. you said before, you buy something like we talk about Yeti like coolers. Like you yeah. buy them because you can beat the crap out of yeah. them, and they just keep working. Like yeah. that. We'll fly to a beach <coughs> and find one on the beach, right? Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I wish. But you, like Brooke alluded to earlier, I mean, there, you know, you got a hundred people sat in that thing yeah. in two summers. It's yeah. like. And it folds and moves and binds and does a lot of things. There's yeah. a lot of room for error for it to fail. Yeah. And yet it just keeps on opening and closing and folding and doing its thing. And then we found these cool brands. We're like, all right, so how can we get them accessible to Alaska? So mm. we buy them in bulk and bring them up here in a pallet and we store them and we sell them that way. So that way we're trying to find ways to find savings so that way and from a list price, we're pretty much matching what is on Frontrunner's website. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in stock in Alaska yeah. at Total you can Truck. Go to a store and buy it. One 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 East Dowling Road, Thank Anchorage, you. Alaska. You go tomorrow. You have that chair there. That was beautiful. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love it's, that. it's actually because I'm ears. that guy. Brandon's yeah. that guy. Like, I don't want to wait three weeks for the nope. chair to get here. Nope. I want it now because I'm leaving in an hour. Yeah, and I certainly don't want to buy it on fucking Amazon. No, I want to go to a. I I miss so much. I think of something. I'm going to go to the store and look for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to a place that says they sell this thing, and I can actually like touch it yeah. and like see it. When like, you're, it you're, supporting, you're supporting your neighbors, right? Yeah, as well, yeah too. most so, importornly. You know, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, Amazon's great. We use it personally, but... Yeah, I wasn't saying like don't yeah. use it. I'm just saying yeah. like in this instance... But they, they've got plenty of money. They make lots of money, and they undercut a lot of small businesses that are really trying to bring good products to market. And mm -hmm. and then, especially in this PFD season, I'm not saying go to Total, but love you to come to Total. Yeah, uh, you are. Yeah, uh, you are. But we'll make sure it. that everyone is supporting lo local. Because there's a lot of businesses here in the next year or so for the uncertainty of where things are setting that, you know, if we not we don't take that time and support local and keep 
these people that have really taken that step up in this economy, in mm. this pandemic world of taking yep. that risk and starting the business won't survive if, unless we sit there and, and support them. So I yep. 100% agree, and I think Alaskans know that. I think they know that that's how these little stores like like Total and Barney's and AMH and all these little stores survive because people will go spend their money. Yeah, sure, you can go order it online, yeah, yeah. but you can actually go down there right now and get it today yep. for pretty much the same price. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Try it on, touch yeah. it, yep. test it out. Yep. And they're taking a risk, you know? Yeah. They're taking mm -hmm. a risk and, and to provide a service to the community. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. And kudos to you guys for taking putting your neck out there and stocking stuff. <laughs> Look this, at this thing. You know? This is beautiful. The bubble rope. Yes. Um, oh, the first time I've yeah. seen someone Stretchy ever a bring a rope like this is shout out to Cisco Reyes. Um, he's he's one of my one of my best boys here. Um, he was the one. I didn't know the reason why he had this rope, and I've seen it used multiple times to pull people out. I didn't know there was a name for it. Um, but this uh, bubble rope, this rope that is used ex kind of explain to us what you kind of explained to us downstairs before we started the show absolutely so when i mean when you're stuck the number atv one, or truck yeah or any situation at all right i mean you're we live in an side of the road on the with a yeah. subaru or a honda on in a, in a month sewer. in a month when we have our first snow look how many people will be in the side of the ditch right yeah and then the situation where we all should make sure that we are aware of self 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 pulling and securing ourselves and taking care of our own actions right is key so if i'm in a situation where i want to get stuck i want to start pulling from my toolbox to get myself out of it i want my family to be able to do that i want my kids to be able to do that right so it is a basic necessity of getting yourself out of the situations that you should have just in anchorage alone much less if you go fishing out on uh, the beaches and you get yourself stuck out near Kasilov or Kenai. You know, you know, oh, I've seen it lots of times. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen rigs in the ocean. Don't yeah. go to don't go to Clam Gulch in November. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't have to be like ATVing, which if you are ATVing, you should have this gear at a basicness for a life safety reason, right? In regards to pulling yourself out of a situation. So these here are kinetic ropes and the purpose of the kinetic rope is that you hook it from one vehicle to the next vehicle and then that vehicle and making sure you're using a proper point to mount a vehicle too so yes good point um because it, it could be very dangerous not straight to the bumper exactly yeah and so the purpose of this is the vehicle that is doing the the yanking all right starts in a, in a momentum not a crazy fast momentum but just using the weight of the vehicle and then the kinetic strength when that rope pulls that then pulls the vehicle that is stuck and then it's not a forceful motion that's going to pull off the bumper sorry taylor um, it's going to be a situation that uh, is going to kind of create a nice easing out of that vehicle out of the space or take that tension if it is stuck enough and isn't going to create damage to the vehicle. Okay. Yep. And so we, this kind of various sizes of connector. This is a pretty large one. This is, That one's huge. Yeah. This is more for probably a, a true off road vehicle, like a Land Cruiser. Yeah. I would say that's what, like three inches in diameter? Yep. And how long is it? Uh, 30 feet. 30 feet, okay. Yeah. And then but so still pretty, I mean, small. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, packable. We we have one for our neighbors at... at this uh, is more for vehicles. North, yeah, this is more for vehicles, trucks. Okay. Full-size trucks. Okay. This would be full-size truck size. Uh, we have one for Northern Waste, which was probably close to, what, six inches thick? Yep. Oh, oh, for, like, heavy-duty heavy duty heavy duty one? Heavy-duty one that wow. we utilize to pull, you know, the vehicles out if they need to, right? That's like the guys that work out with things like this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 cross training right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 
and so yeah, these are as we're talking about like a basic recovery kit for your vehicle. I mean, like Max Tracks, which you've got a couple over here too as well. A kinetic rope and some soft shackles would be to me like a basic necessity that you should have in your vehicle for a self pull. Ooh, you say that again. Uh, Max Tracks. Um, okay, that's what I'm going to pull up next. Next, yep. Okay. Uh, a kinetic rope. Kinetic rope. Yep, and then a soft shackle. Right. What is that? Soft shackle is just a way to connect our, a tow rope or a kinetic rope to maybe a part that needs to be accessed. Uh, so, like a clip like a, of like some a, sort, like a tow eye cap on a car or something. Or you I could. Think Josh is going to grab one here soon. Okay. For us, so okay, uh, as he grabs that, I'm going to pull these uh, max tricks out. Is, is a bubble rope a kinetic rope? Yeah, considered a kinetic rope. It is. Yeah, yeah right. it's a, it's a brand. Yeah, uh, bubble yeah. rope is a kinetic rope. That right. is a very well known. The reason why bubble ropes are great is because they they test all of their product, not just to uh, they test it to breaking strength. So they make sure that every single rope is verified and tested, and so you know what you're getting. It's also US made too as well. Oh, okay, great. All right, I, I always call these unstuck ramps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if, if anyone that has been a long time Alaskan, you've seen these things that are about a foot wide by, uh, what, four feet these long. Are also. Um, that you will see that people use, or a lot of times they're just sitting on the nice back tracks. of someone's nice Jeep or someone's nice thing, yeah. and yeah. I'm wondering if they've ever been in the mud because yeah. they're so clean. Yep. <laughs> um, but we personally... Yeah. Brandon and myself had to use one of these in June in our uh, Eureka Boys yeah, trip. Early June, yeah. Yep, we're mm -hmm. uh, back in there in Eureka riding around with the ATVs and the side-by-sides, and we went through a snow patch that was we shouldn't have. And uh, <laughs> I was testing things out. And uh, we had a, one of the boys, Roger, shout out to Roger um, Gibson. He had a set of these, mm -hmm. and we used it to shovel, yeah. and we used it to get his rig out. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, these are good for even just icy conditions, right? When you're failing to get grip. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're good to just give you that. Uh, the way that they're designed is they've got a, a cup motion on the bottom, which um, gets stuck into the snow and ice or, or the sand or the mud and the dirt. And that just forms that suction pad right here on the bottom. So that gives you the traction. And on the other side of it, you've got your grips, which is what your tires dig into and give you that grip. Um, so you can, if you are stuck in that scenario, you want to make sure that your the direction that you're going into, you want to place them underneath the tire and kind of build a ramp out of it that your tires can grip onto and pull okay. yourself out of that situation. So that's the main intent for them. Um, but you can also use them for, let's say you're driving an ATV and you've got an ice, ice shelf and you're coming across like Friday Creek out of Connect and you want to get out of the ice shelf and you need to get a build a bridge. Well, that's what these are good for oh. to help build a bridge to get you up there, give you grip bridge a gap uh, you may be on your atv and you're kind of you know you're in muskeg and you've got that one little deep stream crossing that's yep. not very you know not very but nah. you're gonna go front end down and it's, not get out of there yeah they're always like the perfect width of your tire right for you to drop into yeah you're stuck you know with this you can build a bridge across that and just ride right on top of those um so is there a weight capacity on the obviously these are for trucks they they are for trucks um and they so are any atv no problem yeah and these are designed to bend as well too okay. so that's flex yeah they've got flex to them so that way you know and if you can stack two four ten if you want to as well to give yourself more of a solidity if you need to go across mm, it make yeah. it more rigid yep and so they just give you an option there's many different brands out there too as well that you can utilize we like max tracks because it's just their warranty process is completely one of the best that's out there so if you break these they'll replace it for you fully what if we just put a thousand of these on that third swamp <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Josh? <laughs>
a thousand of these on that third swamp? No, I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he did bring up the. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what's it's called. These are called shackles, and so you got a hard shackle, and, and you really want to. So. Uh, anything that's synthetic rope, you want to make sure that you don't have a hard edge because it will cut the synthetic rope. And you paid good money for this. Okay. Right. So you want to make sure that it's got a nice little soft area to go around. And this is the hard point that will go into your to secure your vehicle onto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So typically you've, you'll see and most vehicles have tow points that they can utilize. Could you clip that right on the ball? No. Mm-hmm. You, you don't. You don't want to do you that? You don't want to use the ball as a, as a uh, tow point. And oh, you don't? No, it's a oh. really big no-no. Um, really? It's cool people, uh, candidly. Because um, it's going to yank that thing out of there. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. Well, it's not designed to handle that, that tension, right? And then, okay. then it becomes a flying projectile, which can is going to go the direction. That it's getting pulled from. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's where the soft shackle comes into play. So you take that pin in the back of your vehicle. You put your soft shackle through that pin. Mm-hmm. Oh, right to the hitch. Right to the hitch. Neat. Yep. yep, and then you put your kinetic rope onto that, and do the same on the towing vehicle, and that's oh. a nice towing point as your because that's designed to have the weight of a trailer pulled from it, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it's not cutting into the material. Yeah, and that's kind of the safest, like for a general vehicle that doesn't have uh, like a front bumper that is designed as a as a as a recovery point, right? Um, and so you do back to back, and you pull them out of the hazard, right? That's mm-hmm. a that's a basic way to do it if using the kinetic rope. Um, so, you know, typically you try the max tracks first to get them out. Oh, okay. You got to kinetic or you can use both mm-hmm. in combination. Yep. And then the next level of course is a winch on your vehicle, right? And mm-hmm. then, but even then, if you have a winch on a vehicle and you've got all the soft shackles and hard shackles, you're probably using a combination of, of any one of these recovery situations anyway, mm-hmm. it, in no one situation is the right fix. Right, so you know, training, practice, just getting out there and enjoying yeah, it, getting stuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. getting stuck, yeah, yeah. test it you out, know? and then that's a, that's the ultimate point is being comfortable in a position where like I'm stuck and I can recover myself from that that because I got the tools, I got the training, I got the experience, and it's not like oh my goodness, I'm going to be here for three days, I need to press the SOS button. It's like all right, well, let me start grabbing my kit yeah. and get myself out of yeah, that. Yeah, start situation. playing with my stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do these come in different widths and lengths? They come in different uh, lengths. So there's an ATV size too as well. That one there. Oh, that's the one here? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then different colors because of, you know, colors. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> they all seem to be really bright. Oh, yeah. So, well, there's well, black ones, I guess. There are black ones. Um, just imagine if you're in a really muddy situation where you're stuck and you will spin. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then these things dig into the ground and you got to try and find them. So would you want something uh, that's I would, That's why I would want something bright. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how easily these can get lost. Big, yeah. huge, big, bright board yeah. and it gets lost down yeah. in Yeah, it just in sucked muck. in a hole and it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about that situation where you are stuck, you know, investment in good recovery gear is well worth the dollars than damage oh, to your vehicle. Priceless or at that point. Having to get someone to come tow you out and paying the cost to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just just being able to get out and get home. Yeah, is makes it worth a hundred times what you paid. Yeah, right. Well, and and it's peace of mind of knowing like oh, we got out of there. Yeah, and that's a good thing Feels about good. The, the max tracks too. Like if you're in that situation where you're just starting to slide. Right, and we've all been in that situation. You're like, all oh. right, this is this is recoverable. Yeah, right. You throw these out, give you an extra traction to get you back on trial. You're good to go. Whereas if you didn't have that in a situation, 
and you just try to get yourself out of it more and you get yourself even more stuck right yeah you know so again different tools for different scenarios yeah um what about um like we're in areas where we go with an ATV or a truck and there's no trees, there's no winch point. Yeah. Is there some sort of uh, anchor system or something like that that there you is. guys suggest? There's a couple of good local companies that have some really good uh, land anchor solutions and uh, they have uh, done some, um, uh, done some, a uh, uh, lot of research and actually just in the field testing with these mm-hmm. uh, and they work really really well so yeah we can definitely recommend a couple of those as well. okay yeah mm. okay i like that i like that um is there anything here that we missed as far as like cool new things that are things that products that you obviously there's probably a lot yeah but um yeah. something that maybe stands out like this thing is really cool maybe you should look into that too well there's a i think the markets especially lately it's just gone through a lot of growth and boom right mm-hmm. in regards to it so it's and that's much of a challenge for us in regards to trying to see what is good products that are out there and are they quality products or are they just people trying to jump on the train mm-hmm. right yeah. so that's a, a lot of what we're doing is just making sure that we're um testing and going through those so we do a lot of um with people in the industry people that we trust right and not just influencers but also you know people that use this gear every day Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then just seeing what kind of products are out there. So to answer your question, yeah, every day it changes. And we kind of brought a couple of the ones that we like. And, you know, it's it's a um, a situation where, you know, some people want all the things, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people want all, want all the things. Everyone yeah. wants all the things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then again, it's like back to having that candid conversation in regards to it, right? What are you, what's your intent? What are you trying to achieve? What are the, what's the gear that you need? Um, you know, and uh, bumpers in a winch are a good option. Lighting's a really good solution. Any of the basic recovery gear is really important, you know, and if you're um, getting a winch and the next stage you want to go to is making sure that you're you're not, win- what, who do you go with in your trips? Is it just your vehicle and you're trying to recover yourself from a tree? Then mm. you need this signing kind of gear. But do you go with a Land Cruiser or do you go with a full-size truck? Yeah. Then you you need a 10,000 pound winch for your vehicle but we probably need to do a, a way of multiplying that force through a snatch block you right and, yep, yep. Um, and making sure that you know we've got all the gear and you know, bring your gear and what are you missing we'll kind of tell you candidly what you need to do to supplement your gear and um, look at uh, you know the gear that you're buying especially the soft shackles too as well you know if you truly um, you know you can find some stuff online but if you're not looking at what the braking strength is and kind of and the specs is, on there, yeah, yeah, and are you buying the right gear for your your vehicle? Like recommending this for a, a small Jeep, wouldn't recommend it too big. Right? Okay, not necessary. Not necessary. Yeah, yeah. and it'd probably do damage to your vehicle. Yeah, right. Well, it sounds like you guys have done the research and have the knowledge and the intelligence of someone that comes in that might not know yeah. what the situation is, and you guys have already chosen these products. That you know will work. Yeah, and and then we get educated by customers too as well, right? When they come in, oh, they all yeah, yeah, they, they know it and, and live it too as well. Some of them, and it's a, it's a good dialogue to have with people when they're coming through in regards to what they need to do. There's got to be a lot of shop talk, yeah, stuff that just guys come in, kick tires, want to talk about yep. something, but you learn something from it, right? Yeah, forty five minute conversation. You're like, oh yeah. man, I didn't yeah. well, think about that. And less is Alaska. People have been doing this in Alaska for years, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, and different generations. Got, yeah, exactly. And and mm-hmm. uh, for some people, it's a lifestyle. For some people, it's just a way of getting to their house, right? It's just a yeah, unique oh, aspect of it, right? So, 
um, you know, and and what works for them may not work for everybody else. Is that's a, the unique thing you got to kind of go yeah. through. Yeah. 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 Do you have maybe a uh, crazy mishap or a uh, story that one of your renters? Um, called you or something that you're willing to share where it's like, oh, these guys got in this situation or whatnot, <laughs> something that you're willing to share? Well, Or well, maybe yourself got into something I've a little too to, deep? I've gone to plenty of those situations. That's when, <laughs> that's when it gets fun, though. Yeah. You know? I, I agree, sure. and I tell people, yeah. like, when, when situations happen and you get stuck or yeah. you blow a tire or something, yeah. like, those are the trips that you remember. You do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. And then the people you go with, too, as well, and it's a trust, right? And then it's a, a, oh, yeah. a learning opportunity. And, and then you learn a little bit about who they are as people to and how they respond to situations. Oh, yeah. True colors show up and shit hits a fan. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you just want to, you know, and then it's, if you approach it from the perspective that it's a unique challenge and, oh, well, we're alive, no one's hurt. Yeah. Right? And it's just a vehicle and, and, and we've got enough, you know, people power and ability and, and you know, we'll, we'll just tackle it and take it as it comes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's kind of a lot of what it's all about. Just getting out there and having fun. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And then in regards to a rental, probably, you know, <laughs> there any situation. We haven't had too many actually. No. Our renters, um, have not really gotten into too many situations, thankfully. No. Broken window screens here and there. And that's the nature of yeah. whole road sometimes. But, um, you know, we had one vehicle that was stuck because they, they thought they were going through a nice little soft patch, but. They were able to get himself. Connect River. No, Connect River has claimed a lot of vehicles. Yeah, and that's the first question. Like, hey, we can we go to the glacier? We're like, no. That's a no. Yeah, it's a hard no. Yeah, yeah. Even Alaskans don't go out there during the summer. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Oh no, yeah. no, not unless their rigs like really, really built. Yeah, for that. Well, especially after the season like it is right now too. As well, it's been oh, wet. Yeah. it's a nightmare out yeah. there. I mean, if you're down for getting your carpets wet. Yeah. Go for it. Josh but last night was out there trying to rescue somebody, so yeah. Oh, were you really? Um I had to ask about that. Uh tell tell us just a little bit about the Land Cruiser. Yeah. So I'm not sure, is that your pride and joy? Is that your rig? Is that your depends on the day. Is that your build? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying you talk dirty to her sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love Land Cruisers. Oh, they're I a fan. Love them. I oh, love he's them. got like the perfect one. My dad too. has one in Columbia because yep. the roads are yeah. they're all off road out there and that's yeah, what yeah. they drive out there. Yeah. And I'm very jealous of his rig out there that he got for like six thousand dollars. Nice. It'd be eighty here. Yeah. We we got it it was a, a our vehicle for our kids, right? And for us. Okay. Like, all right, we want something that's going to have space, something that we can have a rooftop tent on, something that we can haul stuff on. And then, of course, I got my hands on it. So, you know, next thing it's got lockers and 35s and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. We got a picture of that somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to see the on? video of it diving in at. Um, yeah. Where were you? Where are you at? Uh, uh, Stampede. Stampede Trail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me try and find that or, or chat in here. Um, Stampede Trail, where is that? What is that? Was it this spring no, or last, last summer? Uh, it was two years ago. Do you remember okay. the show? Maybe you remember. They had a show that was like a 4 by 4 show that was like a race that they yes. would choose yeah. like trails in Alaska and they yep. would like maybe four to six people and they would see who would make it the whole way. It didn't. They didn't have that many like... Can I drop it to you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daniels? Uh, laptop or computer? Mac, yep, MacBook. Mac, yep. 
what was that show called? Yep, that's the one. It was a adventure, Alaska adventure or something, and it was like eight or ten episodes. It's still on you, uh, still on. Um, I love that show, yeah. but they never like re. They never re did any more of it. No, uh, in fact, one short th- short production. Yeah, there's a couple of locals that that were on that as well, and that are still in the community. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, let's play this real quick. Let me turn the. Vo- Where's he got the? I don't. I don't know, man. We got. Do we need volume? Do we need volume? Hold on a second. Yeah. Here. Let's listen to it. Um, this would be a really good episode if you guys are just listening to get on that YouTube, subscribe, smash that like button. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa. You got it. Don't mind the tree. <laughs> so that that CVT tent is the one that I kind of recall seeing probably the most. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like in the early Overlander rooftop tent. Yeah. Maybe not Overlander. I don't know. Is that just rooftop tent? Is that one of the there? first? That was our first tent. Our first okay. Tent. And it was one of the better brands that were out there for sure. And okay. And the soft shelves. Yeah. Um, That's the one that to me was like that cumbersome, like it's got the bag zip around it. And then now yep. like I never have actually seen one like open and actually like what it does. Yeah. Just to me, it looked like it was like, oh man, that's got to be a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. It's the pop-up. Yeah. The 1999 pop-up. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. what I feared. Yeah. It is. And, but you know, it's, it, it's, what still I great, it, I'm sure. It is. I call it the entry label tent, right? It's somebody who. It's is like, still on there, right? It is. Well, Hell it's yeah. going to be for sale it's next. It's, yeah. it's on ADAC, actually, right out. Oh, it is. That's right. Oh, it is. So yeah. strong. Okay. It's a great tent. You know, it's got a great mattress. It's really comfortable. It's dark in there. The only oh. problem really is the, the zippers. And Tony yeah. Kirk's a CVT dealer, but um, <laughs> uh, if you don't want to go front runner, we have yeah. CVT. Well, is so, you know. Being in, in the industry, I kind of know the pro where everything fits on the scale of what the tent is, and then so you've got your entry level tent, which is your your what I would say your your the low point, low cost point, right? Even Costco mm-hmm. is doing rooftop tents this summer, and um, you know they just they're they're good for the, somebody's like I don't know if this is something that I want to do. Sure, I'm go mm. see if this. You don't fits have to sell me. the farm to get into this. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So th- they have a place for sure, and then you know you realize, all right, this is something I want to do, but I don't want to spend you know ten minutes breaking down camp just to put me in my rooftop tent and then challenge with zippers and this and that. So what's the next logical step in regards to what I want to do? So you know, do I want mum and dad? Do I want you know? How, what kind of space do I want? What do I want to utilize that tent for? Is that quick pop in, pop out? Is that really suited for me? And that's where kind of the the um, hard shell tents come into play. Yeah, you know, and of course it comes with the price point. So, mm-hmm. and there's a gambit of tents in between that in regards to it. So, there's no tent that is a bad tent. It's just regards to what fits. Because it gets you. you out there, right? Yeah, it gets you so out that's there. That's important part. Yeah, yep. and so you know, yeah, I'm lord of the brands that I sell because it's. I, I, I like the companies and what they stand for. I like the product for what they stand for. Um, you know what they do. Yeah, I know what they do. It's a, And then the other ones, is like they will have a place, and as long as you're out there having fun and doing it, all power to you. Good, yep. good on you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good point, good point. Yep. And then when you're ready to do kind of what you want for, you know, if you want quick deployment, if you want something that is going to be something you feel comfortable doing by yourself and, and you have the funds to be able to do it, then iCamp is a good option for you. Yeah, Best option for you. I had another question about a build. Yeah. Um, I'm really fond of it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a Lexus GX 450? 470. 470. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> that is a luxury SUV. Yeah. Converted to like a luxury camping, like South American, Australian, New Zealand backcountry rig. Like, yeah. yeah. So that thing's cool to me because it's a V8. Yeah. It's like full size, but. Like in between full size, mid size. It's like a forerunner frame, you know. But it's bigger than a four. Like, <sighs> it's the same. It's actually the same body as a four. Uh, okay, it's it is. on the same frame. It just is a different okay. plating and everything else around it. Yeah, and that's a personal rig that you guys have built, right? It's a shop truck. Yeah, it's a shop truck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten out and messed with that much? I mean, like, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, like you've actually got it in the water and and yeah, because it has a lot of sensors and it has a lot of like oh yeah extra stuff that maybe like the older Land Cruiser mm. and Forerunners and stuff don't have yeah with like air ride suspensions. I'm sure you deleted all that we deleted stuff that. yeah, and we put King um, King suspension into it. So okay. we, we wanted to go with something that was like you know there's various bang for buck suspensions too as well, mm -hmm. right? You can do again if you're looking for something that's just a basic lift that you want to drive around town with. Then there's a brand for that, right? I'm not going to mention specific brands, but there sure, the pr pavement princess lift kits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and, you know, that's what people are looking for. Some people want that, right? And and then there's sure. some who want to go off roading and they want flex and capability. Then there's a brand for that too as well. Uh, and then you've got the next group that want long travel or like they want to be on a carpet and cruising at high speed and the whole vehicle is doing what it does. And then there's brands for that too as well, right? So. Mm -hmm. And of course, again, back to that price point in regards to what you're looking for and what you want from your vehicle and what you can afford to spend on your vehicle. Yeah. Um, you know, and so we decided to do Kings on the, the Lexus because Kings deserves it. Because Kings. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, so nice. Yeah. Well, and it's cool too because like the Lexus is like the Gucci Toyota, right? Yeah. 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 So it's like it's still the Toyota brand, it's still the reliability, the build. Yeah. You know, and it's like when I saw Mike, he had the thing on the two post, and yeah. you know, he was bringing it down. I'm like, y'all jacked up a 470? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. That yeah. is cool, man, because it's, uh, you know, it's a luxury rig, and yeah. uh, it's not something that you would really think to mod like that, even no. though it, it has a chassis that, um, says otherwise. I mean, it, it can be, and that's kind of weird, like the 80 series, it's like a unique setup, you know, the 97 through. Well, 297, I should say. Um, 97 was the last of the 80 series, and then the 100 series goes from 98 through to now the 200 series. I mean, the, the Toyota, so people know Toyota, is that they're off-roading vehicles, but the Lexus is pretty much the exact same vehicle. Yeah. yeah. Just with different cladding. And, um, and nice then, interior features. Yeah, nice interior features. Um, mm -hmm. And then now, too, I mean, uh, as these vehicles get more, uh, that kind of lifestyle, people are looking for that. Yeah. Um, the Lexus was an option for that people could buy that was cheaper than, than the, the, the Toyota Brethren version of it and get the same capabilities of vehicle. But now it's done, people suddenly get more aware of that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, the prices are now starting to push up on those two as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Craig, for coming in and, and sharing all your guys' knowledge on this stuff. Um, for taking the risk to actually take over a business and take it to the next level. Um, there's been a lot of... I know there's been a lot of people that have entrusted you guys with um, Alaska Overlander, um, with Total Truck, and all the things that you're doing for Alaskans that are trying to get out there. And having the ability for the beginner guy and or the guy that wants to spend ten grand to the guy that wants to spend a hundred grand, I think that's that's really notable to have that all those things in stock and the ability the ability to do pretty much anything for any anyone that's within any budget. 
Um, I think that's important. So the young high school kid that wants yeah. to just get it lifted yeah. or the guy who's a, you know, Conoco engineer and wants to get out there. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I think that is, it is important. There is a big four by four community in Alaska. I'm yeah. sure everyone's here is involved with that. Um, it is a big deal, just as big of a deal as the hiking community or the biking community or the skiing community. So I appreciate you guys coming in and speaking to us. And speaking to our audience, um, we have a big audience that is into hunting and and four by four and and as well as skiing and all the other little things that yeah. encapsulate all these cultures in Alaska. So thank you for providing that for everyone out here, and thank you for coming in and speaking to us openly about what you guys offer and all that in general is just wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, it's yeah, been fun. Thanks for having yeah. us. And I mean, and to kind of piggyback off that a little bit, um, thanks for opening up the opportunity for the world because you, I'm sure you have guests, you call them, mm -hmm. and clients that are coming from everywhere. They're not only from the lower 48. They're not only just some local Alaskans living the city life, getting out. I'm sure you got folks coming in from everywhere. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. And so you're, you're providing an opportunity for folks that is – more than the cruise ship and the tour bus yep. and yep. the which is all great it is yep. all that stuff is great it's there's, a deeper there's, cut. There's, you guys are providing a deeper cut into all there's just stuff. a different yeah. angle it's another level yeah. and, well, and not not everybody wants that <coughs> that's perfect no for, for, that's every, for some people but then other people are looking for a little bit more yeah uh, and it's not the other spectrum which is you know flying in helicoptering they never see anything never the, yeah. the catered experience hey, it's a it, it, we're finding that niche right one yeah. one person's misery is another man's paradise yeah like <laughs> you you may not be into the camping and the cold and the yeah. and not having a shower for a couple of days but yeah. there's some people that are like i love yeah. getting out there and you know i don't get to see civilization for five six seven days you mm -hmm. know so yeah, you guys have opened up a, a whole new world uh, in the in tourism industry, and we know that's what I think the third largest economic producer for our state, right? Mm -hmm. uh, much, I think it's uh, second, so maybe it's going to anyway, be first soon. I'm just saying it's 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 unique. You guys are obviously a for-profit company. You're doing what you're doing, but you're also doing it for the culture, for the people, yeah, and, and the uh, passion. You can yeah. tell. Yeah, thank you. No, it's it's great, man. I'm I'm so thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> We've been working on this a long time. Yeah. Thanks for supporting us yeah, and listening. Yeah. Um, we believe in what you guys do. This is awesome. Yeah, and yeah. thank you for your sponsorship. I mean, you guys have, you guys are every bit part of all this and um, really, really uh, grateful for getting this opportunity to have you guys in. We appreciate what you guys do as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Alaska Overlander on Instagram, Total Truck AK on Instagram, websites as well, 111 East Dowling, Anchorage. Um, give these guys a call, man. Their their, their doors open, uh, their emails open, the phone number's open. What is the phone number? 522-9393. Mm. Okay, there it is, 907. 
907, yep. Yep, give these guys a call if you're looking to get in the game. Craig's like, I know the fax number. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, bro. Good job. Good job. Thanks, babe. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Alaska, for listening. Support the sponsors. Uh, Pick up a new hoodie, a new shirt. We got a lot of stuff on the website. Support the sponsors and everyone out here that's supporting us. Support local. Spend some of that uh, dividend money on some of these companies out here that are doing um things for us as as a community uh we appreciate all you listeners get muddy and stay wild you remember speaking to you of what i call your overcautiousness are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing the alaska wild project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors Barney's Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchortown Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. 
Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.